Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to use a term I don't use often, the term magic. There is something magic about self-identity, about the self-image. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. On the exoteric level, it sounds as if you're being taught to lie. On the esoteric level, however, to understand it, it tells us that whatever you call yourself, you will become. Whatever you believe and see and feel that you are, you will become that. There is a tape that I've got called Feeling Gets the Blessing. Life is beautiful like Sea Asia. My entrance was independent, but we major. The challenge that's killing me is to balance humility with my ability to stunt like Lee Major. When I was pissing poor, I had a vision board as my screensaver. I envisioned tours on G4s, mink blazers, hopping out with pink gators, unhinging doors like C4. Ringing alarms like Tennessee, P more. Had the club going up like seesaws. Abroad, we score so much, no need to keep score. Petite broads who eat raw, greet us at customs, teach us the customs and traditions of foreign soil. Royal dignitaries sending emissaries to meet moors. I know the meek inherit the earth, but I need more. I'm willing to bleed more to reap more. Fuck living on my knees. What I got these feet for? I'm just saying. B-ball is in my culture. I had surgical operations on my vertical. So there's no limit to what I can reach for. Fuck living bending over like Igor. Yeah, I want to teach more. And speak more to reach more. Be form beneath floors. But am I not obligated to teach war? If peace falls by the wayside and the faith dies? When leaders appointed and nominated is only concerned with gay pride? What's the use in having a dream for if you can't achieve yours? Or is it all vanilla sky? At the end of the day, me, myself, and I is the only ones I can speak for. We saw like G4. Why else we got these wings for? So it's sink or swim the seashores. Get these M's or do we be poor? Why choose the latter? I use the batter to make dough and bread. Nigga, hold your head. Know the ledge converted gold from lead. Then did the show on Ted. I make the claim that the eternal body of man is the imagination. And that is God himself. The one we speak of in scripture as Jesus Christ. Now we are told in scripture to examine ourselves to see whether we are holding to the faith. Test yourselves, said Paul. Do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, of course, you fail to meet the test 
Now you've just had the test. And you and you alone can judge whether you failed or not. For you heard the word Jesus Christ. You heard the word God. Now if it conveyed the sense of an existent something outside of man, you failed the test. If when you hear the word God, or the word Jesus, or the word Christ, the word Lord, and the mind jumps to something outside of you, outside of man, you fail the test. Now we are told, by him all things were made. And without him was not anything made that was made. And that, I tell you, is your own wonderful human imagination. Out of the mercy of Allah and the law written in our nature, we call an individual into existence. And when that individual comes, uh, yeah, I've been running the city so long I'm getting tired Appreciate when I hear something and get inspired Mama should have told you, stay away from the fire Today you on a tombstone, yesterday was a flyer Case still pending, three-piece ill linen 60-40, the white man still winning Y'all getting my prayers in, know I'm still sinning We gon' fishbowl everything, nigga Fuck hitting, fuck wrong energy, a killer vibe Don't compare me to no rapper if he's still alive Can't find another human being ill as I I got a different DNA, I'm from an iller tribe About to roll up a whole new leaf I got gold teeth, and they don't chew beef Summertime in the coop, only roll too deep yeah. Say it take a real wolf to expose true sheep uh-huh. You ain't got enough heart, and your soul's too weak yeah. Probably scared to get dirty, your clothes too fleek <laughs> What I smoke, you can't burn it uh-huh. crown has to be passed down, you can't earn it The shit that I do in the booth, you can't learn it uh-huh. When the knife is stuck in your neck, you can't turn it nope. To win it, you need a point guard and a true center You confused, used to be a dude, you Bruce Jenner Sad thing is, we just getting started, you finish. I was chilling, getting dope money for two winners. My back real nigga, what's the definition? Uh, and I do it for the hood, not the recognition. Yeah, No state number, but heavy respect in prison. Uh, Cause I'm drop dead nice with the mechanism. Woo, Mob style, streetwise with the message in them. Uh, and I slap box the beat so I wrestle with them. Uh, and told y'all before about messing with them. Yeah. He a G, I don't know why you effing with him. Why? Hit him with the double text like the rapper hit him. My man call his man in the yard and he left in them. Say every real leader got a lesson in them. Yeah, he do these right here with no effort in them. That was 40, go listen to that and just get back. I'm young, gifted, and black. Joined in a second by my co-host. With no further delay, 
Paula from the three four seven six five zero. Peace. Peace, peace, peace to the family, peace to the universe, peace to you and yours. This is your brother Red Pill representing Nota Ledge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. Yes, yes I'm indeed. here with my co yeah, I'm here with the blue. God damn, that was mean right there. My uh, man. Uh, uh, oh, New York right there. Yeah, that was the attitude. That's that's the whole, you know, if I wanted to sum everything that I had to say up about they, they our time everything. away, you understand, uh, the situation on the tarmac, on these streets, you feel me? Uh, you Summed know. it all up. I would say both. I would say your intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your intro. Yeah, that's that. That's mm. that humble pie. Mm. Yeah. And even, uh-huh. you know, the, the whole aspect, it addressed a lot of things in that piece. You feel me? Even in the ending, the piece about if you're hearing these trigger words and you're getting real emotional and people are willing to throw an entire speech out because they heard Jesus more times than they could count on their hands, you know, uh-huh. What 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 literal sense are we talking about? You know what I'm saying? Is is he talking about something spooky, prophetic, or you know a uh, uh, a divinity that resides in you yourself? As he speak, as he speaking in code, you know? Yeah. Or is it is it is it is it a little bit more literal? You know. And at what point do the the lessons fall in? Like the nation of gods and earth. Because didn't Clarence get that from the nation of Islam? Facts. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? The man is God. Man is the God body. The Godhead. 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 So, you know, it, it, it all makes for a very interesting discussion, if nothing else. And that's why we're here tonight. You know, many people will be like, look, man, you you overdoing this topic, sir, you've been covered, but it's always wisest to look back in hindsight, you know what I'm saying, and deal with things from from a perspective when the smoke clears and you feel me, the, the thickness of being up close to the event starts dissipating and you can properly see it, address it, evaluate it, and, and have a feel for it. Like what does it feel almost a week later? You know, on the eve, a Fact. week ago, you was on the tarmac. You feel me? So what does it feel like? We'll allow people to call in and tell us, you know, what their week afterward felt like. Was it transformational for you? Did you hold a meditation more than three days? Was the charge oscillating? You know what I'm saying? Did it go low to high, high to low? You feel me? Like what has been the trajectory of your change, you know? And for those of yeah, us how, that how have you measured it? did not attend, yeah, we can speak about the quality of air pre and post that we can observe. You know what I'm saying? Has things changed? Because, you know, they say with us it's like the 100 monkey syndrome. So technically, if a group of y'all started doing a particular dance in the Bronx, it's going to spread throughout the country without MTV, BET, you feel me, or what have you? Yeah. It just it's carried on the clouds, it's carried on the rays, it's carried on the waves, it's carried in the air, which is the oxygen, which is you know we all live in this ocean. You know we're under the illusion 
that we're not surrounded in, or we're not immersed in water, but it's water all, all in the air. It's an ocean. You know, and we all live in a fishbowl. So if a air of change has overtaken a particular populace of the country, especially at such a, um, a reception point that's so key, such as that lawn, you know, in the shadow of that, uh, that monument that they call, they call it a monument. We know it to be the Tekkenu, the obelisk, you know? So I would just be interested to see, can we be consistent at least a week removed from what some would consider and say is a game-changer situation, a soul-stirring, transformational situation that you walk away from and it's supposed to catapult you far into the future. Hashtag future. Hold on. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, all praises due to Allah, Lord of all the world, the one God to whom praises due forever, the one who came to us in the person of Master Farad Muhammad, I the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I mean. I now have something that, of course, we, we've seen. Listen up and make it real funny. Vibration man was shot and killed by a cell phone video. Then shot the subject. That's Whatever that fucking means. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's something else to tell for. Spin But you know, gotta tell y'all, there's a conversation that is a lot more unified than people think. You know what I'm saying? And you've been saying it for a minute, and I just want to put it in perspective, and then we can dialogue from that particular place where we're talking from a place of power rather than speculation. So when you say that this community or this concept of the conscious community, right? Because it's still, it's conceptual and that's cool. You know, Mm -hmm. the thin line is where some people start believing that that concept has been drafted. It's like they might rap about the Lamborghini Jeep, you know what I'm saying? But you ain't been in one yet. You ain't seen one physically, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's a concept. It's a lofty goal, you know what I'm saying? It's a vision that in and of itself, the creation of it would usher in a lot of things also that people have envisioned as being, you know what I'm saying, the uh, the, 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 the right change that they're looking for, you know what I'm saying, the game changer, the game shifter. Like, You've spoken on certain things, and I've spoken on thir- certain things, and the only reception that we seem to get from people is, why don't you do it then? You do it first. And I'm like, it's an idea like everything else. You feel me? All things started out as ideas. All things started in thought form. If you're sharing ideas and someone is more more so fitted to carry through that idea to bring it into fruition, because niggas are going to steal anyway, so why would you steal this shit that, is not being offered, and the things that are being offered, your response is always, well, why don't you niggas do it? 
so I'm in a neighborhood where there's two lots, one each across the street from one another. I have recent publications about um, container cities, you know what I'm saying, how they've built 100-story container villages. Uh, this is, of course, out of the country, but yet and still it's been done, and you can see the effects of it, you know what I mean? And these particular units, you could probably build about 20 container homes, you know? Then you could start out with a small controlled village rather than a community or a city or a stronghold. You start out with a village, you know? And then amongst that village, because you have the essentials, right, under wraps and being dealt with, housing, which is the essential, food, clothing, you know what I'm saying? And then you're doing commerce amongst your tribe or what have you, you know? Y'all just have, y'all are creating a different reality. All the fly shit you talk about, you're implementing it. You know what I'm saying? You can have the motherfucking uh, quartz crystal bathtub if you want. You can have the onyx kitchen table if you want. Like, all of these things are within your grasp. I just don't know if we are competing for the space to have these things, you know what I'm saying, as part of our reality, or we just are we just dreaming about them? Because they seem to be very obtainable, you know? Even if people don't agree, okay, we're going to work collectively to move towards these particular things that we speak so highly of that we need to make things happen. And it ain't like what we're talking about is tantamount to moving a mountain from one part from one part of the highway across from the highway to the next part or some shit like that. We're not talking about something that's going to require crane work to move the mountains per se. But just about having a collective goal, plan, initiative, you know what I'm saying, or ways to gauge whether you're moving in the right direction to a desired goal daily, weekly, monthly, annually, you feel me? So that's what, you know, proper planning and all of that stuff brings about. This is the way that corporations are ran. These are the way the empires are run. So I, I, I just, you know, me, myself, I would love to hear if there's anything that has been initiated since that particular meeting, even if it's just dialogue that's been initiated and continue, you know, if in fact we're speaking to anybody on the on the line tonight that's part of that contingency that has one of them stories, you know what I'm saying? We would love to hear it. If nothing else, just for the inspiration. You know? And of course we'll share with you what it is that we've experienced, you know what I'm saying, since that uh epic gathering. You know? So Red Yes, sir. You know, I, I, I've i seen you on a few different uh, media platforms discussing your experiences. I think that you will be best qualified to kick things off and just, you know what I'm saying, open up the lane. 
indeed. Um, well, so that I should set it off by reading a post that I wrote on Facebook. It'll sum it all up, and then I'll add on from there. Is that okay? You all all right? Okay. Absolutely. So let me go ahead and pull it up real quick. I'll read it, and then I'll begin the, the dialogue. And then we'll, you know, we'll take it from there. And then we have callers, people that I'm sure want to add on as well. So we'll get right to them. You know what I mean? And shout out to all of the callers. Shout out to everybody in the chat. You know, um, while we're building, find the time to share it. Share the show on your social media networks, whether it's Facebook or it's Instagram. Take a shot of the screen, go on with a grand hashtag it. KTL, red in the blue pill. Yeah, but first and foremost, shout out to everybody that I saw in Washington, D.C., you know what I'm saying, during the whole weekend, not just the one day of the march, which was 10-10, but also on 10-9, directly seven days from today. Okay, exactly a week ago, you know, I was in the midst of something historic, making history, not only making history, but being a part of a monumental historic event. Believe, family, Farrakhan called the march, you know, but it was, the march was not just about Farrakhan. Let's be clear, you know, he called a million people to converge on D.C. and called it the Million Man March, but nobody really was marching. So it's not theoretically a Million Man March, it's the Million Man Gathering, something that I'm all for, because the people that Farrakhan speaks to, I can identify as people that belong or people that are part of my both collective community and the nation, you know what I mean? So by showing up, by being somebody who's already visual and also vocal in that same community or in that same demographics or in that same audience or in that same nation of the people, right? You know what I'm saying? And just a percentage of the people because that's just the percentage that he that Farrakhan's call. That's so by us going amongst the people because they are right. the most important in this whole in the whole equation to keep it to keep it one thousand because there's only one Farrakhan but there's a million people so that's a million stories times ten so that's a million possibilities times a hundred so that's a million uh, different income streams walk with me like follow me you, you understand we're going to talk about the power of potential and how to tap into it for all of my magicians out there so. If you was a magician, all right, dealing in the art of black magic or the dark or, or dark energy or the power of your people, you would have been there. Or send a representative, somebody that could bring it back. You understand? Cook it up and bring it back. You would have been there to tap into that in that energy current or that energy field or that field of energy if we all study the subconsciousness and superconsciousness and collective thought and all of these other things, then you know that there's a power in that. So this is the, this is the post I'm going to read real quick and we're going to get into it. I said, how about every single dollar I spent this weekend 
was with my own kind in Chocolate City. Because they keep right. saying D.C., bro, Chocolate City, though. Okay? Everybody that was out there knows what I'm talking about. They pursue, or they're in the pursuit of black excellence in Chocolate City, and that's a fact. Shout out to everybody out there. Like, that's a nice place. Where you thought we were, South Dakota? So a million, pe- a million people, uh, black, quote-unquote, coming to D.C., that's a good thing if they go to Chocolate City. It's cool. Go spend your money with your people. Show up. You niggas take trips to Europe, fucking up some commas, and never step foot in Africa. Hashtag Snapple Top Facts. Let's talk about that. I've been seeing a lot of people's Facebook, you know, your Lifetime Achievement Awards on Facebook, and it'll be about trips in Europe. But you're going to talk about going to D.C. to spend money with around D.C. is white-owned, you know, like, I get it. But, no, y'all act like y'all be going to everywhere black to spend your money and you always in Africa. <laughs> Stop right. it. And your boy was wise enough to know man make the money, money don't make the man. Translation, wherever you go, the store is supposed to be open. Wherever you go, wherever you go, if you intend to make money, you shall do that. Or if you go to spend money, then that's what happens. But you're the money. So wherever you go, you know, turn it into something. You are the wealth. Your network is your net worth. So why not invest a few dollars to make millions? You can't pity pinch history, you frugal lackeys of the poverty-minded. Oh, the brother line just dropped. I'm sure he's going to call back any second now. Hi, family. Definitely get comfortable. Uh, relax yourself. We're going to have a wonderful, entertaining time tonight. All right? Let's see. Okay, he should be calling back any minute now. Hope that everybody's week was at peace. You know what I'm saying? You got a wonderful weekend planned ahead. All right. But with no further ado, let me open up the line for red. Three four seven six five zero. Peace. See, I was going too fast. You know, the ancestors were like, oh, I should have slowed down. I should slow it down. I dished you. I should have slowed it down. Going too fast. So you are the wealth. Your network is your net worth. So why not invest a few dollars to make millions? So when we went down there, we realized that our net worth is our net worth. And based on the reception that we receive, both I and the brother Sarnetta and Sankofa, because we went to NKT because he also came together, but also Polite, Amunet, Brother Ankh, uh, Minutet and the rest of them, they had their own section. Brother Umar was holding court. He had his section. Brother um, Tariq Nasheed from Hidden Colors, he had his people. They had their 
thing popping. Professor Griffin, Zaza Ali, they had a whole section. They had their reception and things going. The Hebrew Israel, everybody was saying the same thing. Yo, who was running up to us, you know, like, yo, you know what I mean? The things that they were saying, the way that they were telling us that that they actually came out here to see them. Like, they were the ones who they wanted to see at the millionaire. Like, this was one of those, you know what I mean? Like, on the bucket list type shit. Like, yo, what y'all doing out there? Not just in the streets, but everything starts right. from a ground level. If we all understand, like, everything, if we understand, everything started in the streets. It started at ground zero. It started in the Malkuth, or rather ended up there. So this movement, this global, this galactical, this recognized as, you know, especially after 10, 10, 15, or else, as recognized as the or else, the last option in town, the proverbial, you know. But I saw a sea of people, like I, you know, like I, I really saw the nation, I, you know, it's, Ironic that it was at a nation event that I saw our nation, just a part of right. it. Standing strong, don't you know? Standing strong, standing tall. Like yo, we're there with you. Like we're here. Don't worry. You know, y'all keep doing what y'all doing because y'all the ones that's waking it up. Y'all keeping it. Y'all keeping the, the flames lit and lighting new fires and rumbling this thing. You know, Minister Farrakhan, wonderful speaker, wonderful teacher, you know, my grandfather's close friend, my grandfather's close friend. All right? A student. student. My grandfather. Yes, a student. But grandpa. And grandpa was Sinetta, Brother Sinetta, he's on the line. He'll talk about my grandfather. Uh, Many people was his student. You know, he's a he's a pillar in the community of both Harlem and the global community. We walked in his footsteps. You feel me? But that's how far Farrakhan goes back. Okay? And if there's a new generation that are walking and standing on his shoulders as well, who are part of the hip-hop generations who received this information in the 80s, like he, Grandpa... Grandpa's man's and them been putting it down since the eighties, since the, you know, he's been doing his thing. Like facts, he's he's added on. But there's a new league, there's a new there's a new pantheon that if they were on that jumbo screen, and I'm gonna let you just use your imagination, family, let's be visionaries for a minute. If you saw Phil Valentine Get up on that podium and say something to the people, okay? Just say a, a KTL lineup, you know, for the, the top, you know, Dick Gregory, Phil Valentine, Dr. Sabi, okay? <laughs> Brother Polite, Red in the Blue, Brother Sinetta, Umar Johnson, Mama Pill, Francis Crest Wilson, come on. 
and Queen of Four, and then we'll end it off with the return of Bobby. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to see these things. You got to be able to envision this. We living in the Uh. now. We still living in the now. Like, you gotta be, you can't be afraid to do something that you never did. Like, you gotta live in the now, and the, the presence is the present. So, the super hey rules, the new leaders is on the ground with the people. That's a fact. And our day or our time to be on them screens in front of them people, giving, giving them the right solutions and the directions for the now is here. Because I could have named off about 20 to 30 more people. Like, it's popping. You feel what I'm saying? And I and, and, and this is something that I know. I see them with my own eyes, and everybody who was there could bear witness. There's nothing that you can tell us anymore. I'm a different person. I'm changed from that experience. And you should have, you, if, if, if you knew better, you would do better. You would have too. If anybody who was supposed to be there, who didn't make it. So you can't penny pinch history, you frugal lackeys of the positive-minded community. No bueno. You should be able to do the math and the science of one million men and women converging in one place. Where is your entrepreneur mind at? Do you know the size of that audience Saturday? Hmm? You looking for, crying for, dying for solutions, but you didn't have nothing to promote to the target audience who showed up looking for solutions? Oh, my bad. You was at the plantation with Billy Bob Thornton asking him to make you feel good. Or you was in the hood with the shooters making that steady-steady so you could waste it tonight at Charlotte's about 100 bands, right? Or you was leading your own revolution on blog talk, video, and Twitter, liberating people with unlimited data. And guess what? None of you niggas couldn't resist the urge to spend that study with the Europeans, Arabs, Asians, and Caucasians this weekend. No Columbus Day boycotts from you Negroes who stay behind to protect the block. Fucking derelicts be existing amongst us who have nothing to offer but negativity, pessimism, confusion, and weak critiques of the things they know nothing of. Uh, and social media exploits that reality on the most grandeur stage ever seen by man. Nation building is an arduous process. It takes discipline and patience. What I saw on Saturday was only confirmation that we're going to be all right. But the choice is in our hands. The power is in the people. Your strength is in your numbers. Family, there's 44 million of us, and I was only a million. You do the math. Mm. Anyone who was in attendance could tell you how powerful one million conscious souls feel energy-wise. I made contact. And I forged relationships and partnerships that benefited the whole community in the now and the future, and I'm sure there were millions who did the same. So we prepared several seats for you niggas to sit in while y'all keyboard karate chops and Farrakhan and confusing the people from the success of that event. The set the stage community, million gods and goddesses gathering, and that's coming real soon. Hashtag, what a time to be alive, nigga. <laughs> no. Oh. Do you want to catch it? Insert bomb. I don't care. You know, we got editors. 
But that's what it is, you know, like you wrote all opportunity. That? You wrote all that? Yeah, what else wrote? You know? Okay. No, I mean that was that was a thorough analysis it seems to sum up a lot of majority of what I've been hearing, you know, some of which has been scattered. So you put it all in, in good perspective. But um we do this you wanna mm-hmm. go to these lines, I mean how you wanna continue this conversation in terms of getting in some of the dialogue with the people who also yeah, experience I mean, this phenomenal event. Right. We could go to the uh we could definitely go to the lines, you know, just keep the conversation and the narrative going. Let the family come and add on. There are announcements that we have to make. We'll just make sure that we do that before the show ends tonight. You know what I'm saying? All right, for sure. Definitely. Um let me go to call up from the three four seven eight eight nine. Three four seven eight eight nine call up peace. Welcome to Nodalez Radio. What's going on? I go by the name of Doggy Diamonds. Doggy. Hey, to the God. Doggy. What's going on? I was out hey, there front line. line. Front line. I wanted to name front the line. show Portraits from the Front Line, but Red wanted, be, wanted me to be a little bit more direct. But this is what yeah. I'm trying to capture, Portraits from the Front Line. And I'm telling you what really motivated me to do this presentation tonight, you know, where I didn't feel that it was weathered or old or stale, you know, I saw your video and it inspired Uh me to say, I need to create a forum where we can have this discussion and put certain things on the table. Because you touched, you you hit on a lot of points, you know, and and both of those points to balance on opposite sides of the beams, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You gave a, a critical analysis you know, so um, first and foremost, I'm going to ask you like I've asked other people, and I want the um, the continuity of the show to flow in this particular stream. Did you forge any bonds, alliances, friendships, connections, or anything of that nature from last week that you have continued on to this week and have any of those forgings? you know, benefited you already in regards to uh, opening up a door of opportunity or opening up your eyes to something that you didn't know prior or, you know, just expanding your mind? Did any um, of that yeah, take I, place? I mean, what what happened was, you know, it was a gathering. It wasn't a march. I didn't walk nowhere. I didn't right. have no picket sign. I didn't get bust up the head, side the head. First of all, if you march anywhere, you got to get permission, for one. Two, if you march and you're too militant in your stance, you're going to get holes, police, dogs sicked on you, and riot gear and all that. So we know that. The police, I didn't even see no police. I mean, keep it real with you. I ain't seen no police while I was out there. I didn't see no yeah. police. They, you know what they I'm saying? They didn't even want to see us. They was looking, I'm telling you, they was counting the birds. They was counting planes. Yeah. They was like, they was on apps. They was yeah, not I didn't looking see at the us. police. So I, I looked at it like this. I wanted to go from the gate because I missed the last one. You know, I still was a young knucklehead out in the street that was still, you know, trying to find myself, and I didn't understand the importance of the last one. So, 
you know, I was like, fuck that. Fuck that Million Man March. Fuck all them niggas that's going out there. It's war in these streets. I'm trying to get this money. That was my mentality then. But after I seen the 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 the, the positive results from it, and I seen the, the camaraderie between black men, it wasn't no niggas out there. It was black men out there that loved each other. I seen dudes that didn't even know each other crying, hugging them. I said, then I said wow. to myself, damn, I missed that. Damn. You know what I'm saying? That's what I right. needed. That's what I've been longing for, camaraderie between brothers that I don't know that could show me something and teach me something. So I said, you know, if this ever happened again, I would. the only thing that would, I, they would have to wheel my casket there because I want to be there in spirit literally and in, in not even in the living flesh. I don't care if I'm a walker. If I was a zombie, I would walk. I would have found my way to D.C. And it's funny that they're trying to find a way they, they way to D.C. in The Walking Dead. But, um, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, the crazy thing is that so when it was happening, you know, my cousin Tad, you know, um, the, the, the national um, leader of the New York chapter of Straight Black Pride, he, um, yeah, he didn't want to go. You know what I'm saying? He didn't want to go. Um, um, we spoke to Irritated Genie. He didn't want to go. But I was like, yo, I want to go. And I said to Tad, you know, I will fund the trip. I don't give a fuck. If it costs $2,000, I got it because I can't miss this. You know what I'm saying? Now, my agenda for going is not what everybody's agenda was going. I didn't go to hear the words of the minister. I'm going to keep it a buck with everybody that's listening right now. I did not go for that. I went to soak up some of that black love that I don't see in gentrification Brooklyn anymore, that I don't feel in this hip-hop community that I'm in, that I don't feel sometimes even on the Internet. People come on my website to tell me how much they hate me every day. So I don't know where the love is at. So I was going to where I knew the love was going to be. I had to feel that love. I had to feel that it's still us out there that care about us. And I knew. And if you look at my presentation, I said I knew Blue was going to be out there. I knew Red was going to be out there. I knew Sonetta was going to be out there. I knew certain people was going to be out there. So I went to soak up that. You know, it's almost like you going to the to the beach and you know you – you're not going to go to the beach on a cloudy day. You know what I'm saying? You're going to go there when them sun rays is out because you want to soak up some of that sun. You know what I'm saying? And um, I wanted to soak up the sun, and, and the black love is, is the sun. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to soak up some, soak up some of that. Now, somehow, some way, Tad hit me up and said, do you still want to go? I said, yo, how could you make that happen? He said, you know what? I'm going to drive. I said, yo, I'll, I'll pack my bag now. We out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He spoke. We spoke to Genie, as everybody know. Irritated Genie is from the D.C. area, so Genie said, "You know, yeah. come down. I'll show y'all around." I didn't want to go, but if y'all coming, shit, we going out in force. You know what I'm saying? We gonna go, and um, we went down there. We met with Genie. We had a smooth ride there. We met with Genie. We also took our youngin, Tad, younger son who's 20 years old, you know what I'm saying? So he mm-hmm. got to experience what I missed at his age, that being an asshole. Sad. So he's already raised not to be stupid like we was. And he don't have to go through this street shit because we already did that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he gets to just live yeah. his life without having to go through some of the things that we went through. So we get there. Um, everything is cool. Before we left, we watched a little bit of it on the on the website. Now... I saw some of the speakers. I was looking in the crowd. 
you know, they was paying in the crowd. Uh, I started having a little reservations about what I was seeing a little bit because I was like, okay, I didn't come for this shit that I'm seeing. You know, honestly, and, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let it ruin my day or ruin my time here. But I ain't come for that because I'm not novice in my knowledge. See, people who's novice in their knowledge, and some people who are trying to find themselves sometimes, you can give them anything that sounds smart. You know what I'm saying? And and I don't mean to, you know, ridicule or talk about people like that, but. A lot of people don't do their due diligence when it comes to their studies because they don't know how to and they don't know where to start. So they get this information, and it sounds good, and they just take it. When I saw a gay pastor up there speaking, I said, nah, I ain't, I'm not for that. I ain't for that. I'm not fucking with that. That's what I said. When I, when I seen Caucasians in the crowd, I said, no, I'm not for that because I didn't come for any of those things. That's that shit I don't like. Do you know what I'm saying? I didn't come for that. I came for black love. And black love meaning black men, black women, black children, black family. Not dysfunctional black family. Not black family with two daddies or two mommies. Because you cannot go under the flag of Marcus Garvey, which is the RBG flag, and talk about lesbian power. You know what I'm saying? Just like I had the dialogue with the homegirl that I'm going to talk about in a few minutes when I said, how are you defending lesbianism and homosexuality before you even, you put that before being black? That come first. You know what I'm saying? And and so that's the confusion right there that I wasn't feeling. So, we, you know, we get out there. We went on along. We almost went in the, in the mix. And I said, to, you know, to Tad and Jeannie, I said, yo, let's go out. Let's hand out this literature to the people. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's um, let, you know, let's stand on our square. Let's get out of this crowd and let's hit the sidewalk. We hit the sidewalk. Many people knew who Jeannie was. Surprisingly, some people know who I was because, you know, I don't put my face out there like that, but people know who I was. But I have to let people know that the critics that were that came after my presentation that were saying, oh, what do you do? And hi, because you criticize this motherfucker. If it wasn't for me, y'all wouldn't know who some of these people was because I put these people on a hip hop platform when y'all just wanted to hear stupid ass drug rap. I was trying to wake you up. I was mixing that in with that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, after you listen to that dumb, lean, auto-tune music, you might click on one of Sonetta videos and right. see some who some of this is. A.A. Rashid, we go back to the sandbox together. So some of the people that you look at, your heroes and sheroes, I've known for 35 years. You know what I'm saying? Did dirt with them did some of the foulest shit in these streets with them, and now we're all reformed, refined, and trying to tell you you don't have to do this. Because I already took the bullet for that. Some of the brothers done went upstate and did fucking football numbers and came home and trying to tell you what not to do. But people quick to criticize. And I don't want people to know, rather, I don't want people to believe that I have criticism of the minister. I followed the minister my whole life. I filmed him and Pat Poose on Notion and Fulton Street. You know what I'm saying? I was this close to him. So for some FOI brothers that might come at me, some of people in the Nation of Islam that might come at me, y'all never even fucking met him before. 
You never even been close to him before. But I got called out there. So obviously I was doing something right to get called out there. So I'm not criticizing the minister because he is the only black man in America, in the world, that can call for that gathering. So for that, I salute him. And I'm grateful that he did that. And I've been listening to the minister for as long as I can remember, even when everybody was saying was 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 in love with Malcolm and was saying that the minister had something to do with it. I didn't get into that, that politics. I didn't get into that. I still was listening to the minister. You know why? Because he had food that I needed for my soul. You understand what I'm saying? But then it comes a point in your life where you can't eat the same food forever. You got to find new food to eat. There's more information out there. This was when I get put on to Professor James Small. This is when I start hearing Dr. Ben. This is when I start hearing John Henry Clark. Right. This is when I start hearing um, Ivan Van Sertima. This is when I start hearing Isha Kamusa Barashango, Steve Coakley. I can go on. This is when I start broadening my horizon, and now I'm eating different food. But it's all good food. So I'm not on this one food thing because, first of all, I want people to know I don't subscribe to anybody's religion or anybody's ideology of life. I just don't subscribe to that because, like I said, the Nation of Islam has produced two of my heroes, that being Malcolm and Khalid Abdul Muhammad, but I never wanted to be a member of the Nation of Islam. I just like what they, you know, they produced and they produced and, and one of the one of the people that I'm looking at now that I think has a lot of potential is um the junior minister Nori Muhammad. You know what I'm saying? I really like you know, right. I like his vibe. He got that down home, you know, he seems really genuine, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't go to D C to be a part of the Farrakhan Fest. I didn't you know, I didn't, I didn't go there to worship him. You know what I'm saying? I went there to hear some of his word, but when I started seeing what some of the what the march consists of, I was like, justice or else? Okay, justice for who now? Because as a black man living in the wilderness of North America, I know we ain't getting no justice. So is this justice for us, or is it just justice for the Native Americans? Is it justice for the Mexicans? Is it justice for the gays? Who is it justice for? Because I started getting confused. The message was, was got lost in translation, and I keep having people trying to explain it to me. But how the fuck could you explain what somebody sat up on a podium and didn't explain? How could you explain it? Because that was Minister Farrakhan's duty to explain what who was the justice for. Because I don't want justice for all people. Honestly, I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Y'all people could think I'm an asshole or whatever. I don't care about everybody because everybody don't care about the black man and woman in America. Straight up and down. We didn't get no casinos. We ain't get no land. We didn't get no reparations. We didn't get some of the things that other groups of people have gotten. So I can't sit there and fight for you and then we try to sit here and say how we're so much alike. I don't, I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Yes, there has been other ethnicities that stood with us some of the turbulent times. But they could always go home. Mexicans could go home, man. They could go back to Mexico. Where the fuck are we going? You know what I'm saying? We are here. We didn't ask to come here, but we're here. We built this country. We built this land, and we still didn't get anything for what we built. So when I'm out there, 
and I'm seeing Caucasian members of the, the fruit of Islam, I'm like, well, I'm fucking lost. <laughs> this is things I've seen with my own two eyes. When I'm seeing gays out there with picket signs, when I'm seeing white people, Caucasians out there, I'm getting lost. I'm like, hold up. So who is this justice for? Is this for them to just come see us together? So I had to take from it what I had to take from it. So what they say, sometimes you got to eat the meat and spit out the bones. So I, I went there, and I saw the love that I wanted to see. I got Irritated Genie and Dr. Umar on camera for the first time ever building. You know what people say? Oh, that's disrespectful that they talking while the minister is talking. What? That's what a poor righteous teacher do. He always speak because everybody is not here for the minister. Some people are there hoping they bump into Umar Johnson, like you said earlier. Some people are there hoping that they see as many heroes of us. Right. You understand what I'm saying? We got so many heroes. It's like saying, yo, I only like Superman. Fuck Aquaman. You know what I'm saying? We got different heroes. We got different people because everybody doesn't subscribe to the ways and life of the nation of Islam. You understand what I'm saying? I, I don't right. fuck with Dianetics, you know what I'm saying? In no way, because I know the science behind a lot of that. And this is what I'm saying. People who are novice in their knowledge, you can always justify something to them, and they will buy it. You can't justify that shit with a wise man. And all I'm saying to a lot of brothers out there in the nation of Islam, in the nation of God's earth, please go back to your lessons, man. Please go back yeah. to your lessons. And I'm not talking about the 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 new age way. I'm talking about go back to, because what Elijah want certain things to happen that's happening. The Honorable mm-hmm. Elijah Muhammad would he want that? He t- he said stay out of politics. He said stay off the cameras. Yeah. He gave a lot of instructions. He said do not change my word. So it's a lot of things that's being done now, and it's being done for these times. But I felt like the blueprint that he set and the foundation that he laid was nothing wrong with it. And then, and this is what I'm saying, because I don't want to be long with it with y'all. But um, this is what I'm saying. I've seen many um videos that I put up there of Farrakhan openly going against gays, going against gay marriage, going against Obama, endorsing gay marriage. So when you have a openly HIV positive gay bishop up there talking, and he's pouring libations and doing, all, I'm starting to get confused now. So that's what I left with when I saw those things, and then I was like, "All else." So my dialogue to people has been, "What instruction did you take from that gathering? What did you leave with? What is the all else?" Because Y'all could pussyfoot or pussify shit. It's a new word I've been fucking with lately, trying to, you know, work that in the in the, in the the dialogue. The pussification <laughs> and stuff. Y'all could pussify shit, but all else is an ultimatum. You know what no. I'm saying? And if there is no ultimatum, then there is no all else. So now we have justice or else. And it's like, okay, what's the all else? Are we going to march again? Oh, so we're supposed to unify with people who hate us so they can hijack our movement. 
They're already trying to hijack the conscious community. The LB, C3PO, whatever the fuck that is. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know the initials. They're already infiltrating. There's already agents. So we're supposed to stand with our open enemies who's been trying to kill us since they fucking brought us here. Christopher Columbus was a fucking homosexual, pedophile, rape, murderer. And then the same people who went to the march was the same people that was out Columbus Day shopping. You know what I'm saying? So I'm confused. So what did you leave with? What I left with? Sorry. I left with, I saw my brother Red. I met Unc the God Killer. I built with Sankofa. I built with Brother Polite. And the people that was on that lawn that day, the reception was dope. We drew crowds. And if you don't believe me, you could go to Doggy Diamonds TV YouTube and see Umar Johnson and Irritated Genie and, and um, Tad building with the people and the people. And then the, fruit, the FOI dudes came over and said, y'all got to disperse. <laughs> y'all got to disperse because nobody came here to see you. They came to hear the word of the minister. I said, so why is it fucking 200 people gathered right now? And this was while the minister was talking. So who did they came? Who did they come to hear? You understand what I'm saying? There's no disrespect to the minister because I never, ever, ever want these words that I'm saying to make anybody believe that I'm disrespectful of the nation or Minister Louis Farrakhan because that would be, you know, I would be bullshitting myself. But I do want people to know that where I'm at in my knowledge of self some of the words that he has to give is not for me because I'm already past that I'm already a black entrepreneur do for self I already do for self I already don't beg the white man for anything you understand what I'm saying so for some of y'all who was out there and then you had to rush home because you had to go to work by Tuesday but you was going to shop on Monday for that sales that's for y'all. That's not for me. You understand what I'm saying? So I, I say, yo, you know what? Let's take a different approach. And when I went to the juice bar after that, I, I felt that, that was, I was like, yo, this is the fucking energy that I've been looking for the whole time. Because I don't you, know if people, you, yeah, when I hit the juice bar, yeah, exactly. I seen, I seen KT, the, the arts degree, the and I'm like, yo, with, yeah, with the this is the baby pill, the and I never even met him. Oh, you, oh, you never met my brother? This is what I'm saying. This is the baby pill. Wow. I never even met him. This is what I'm saying. This is the energy. <laughs> the secret weapon. This is what I'm saying. And um, Professor James Smalls, I tried to hold out till he showed up. But we built, you know what I'm saying? And the mm -hmm. funny thing about us, we didn't have a, a dialogue of hatred for the Mars, but we, many of us had the same sentiment because we're not novice. And like I said, Everything can't be broadcasted of what's being done by us. You understand what right. I'm saying? But our presence right. there is more than y'all motherfuckers going in my comments because you wasn't even there. I was you there. Can't talk, yeah, you, can't, you can't talk if, if you, you wasn't there. there. I was there, front talk, line. You cannot talk about it. So let's do this. You know what you I'm saying? Doggy. And I know yeah, once I've seen people, once I've seen people out there, uh, 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 selling Farrakhan shirts and Farrakhan pins and all that shit, I said, you know what? This is becoming a Farrakhan fest. And this is something that, you know, Dr. John Henry Clark talked about with the last march. Look it up. 
I'm not here to stroke anybody's ego or pad anybody's ego. I'm here to be thankful, but I'm here to take from it what I could take from. I seen black I seen black families, man. I seen black families. I was like, wow. Right. You know, if the if I like that, but then I started seeing white families. So that's what I'm saying. The confusion was what I saw and also the confusion was I don't think I left with instructions on what was to come. I left with meeting brothers that I never saw before, which made me happy. So for that, I'm thankful of the gathering, you know, but I'm not with people trying to hijack our gathering or being sensationalized that it was just an over, overall we we stand together shit because I'm not standing with the gay community on nothing and I'm not standing with no Caucasians on nothing. And I'm not standing with no Native Americans, and I'm not standing with no Mexicans. That's just me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about anybody else. And y'all could try to say, yeah, we all one and the same. Well, let me get some of that casino money then, and let me get some of that land, and I want some of that weed, dispensary money. <laughs> because, you know, equality, has you got the only time you know when you're equal to somebody is when they spread the wealth. You know what I'm saying? Right. Spread the wealth. So once that wealth starts getting spread, right. then I say, all right, I know you're for me because you care about how I eat, how I sleep, and how I clothe myself, food, clothing, and shelter. Other than that. And beyond that, I just want to say it, it even goes further beyond that because when we go ahead and ride out for Europeans, they throw an army suit on you and hand you an M16 and tell you to go lay something for them. You gotta go. You gotta pop off for them. You gotta. You have to send things up in there. You gotta put up or shut up. You gotta put up or shut up. Whatever they put in your hands. Now look. Now. (laughs) Now peep it. Now you know. I. I. You know. I do have Native Americans in my family. You know what I'm saying. But it became so crazy with that. We don't even know who the indigenous indigenous native Native Americans are now. Because you got the five dollar Indians. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like you might be fighting for a fucking cracker who's calling himself a Native American, and you might right. be standing with him, and he's just really a fucking agent. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to leave this call with people having a, a, a understanding where I'm at with it, that thank, thank you, Minister Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam, for calling the gathering so yeah. I could come get some of that black love and see my people. But I wasn't there for him, per se. I was there for... It's almost like, you know, you might go to a party, but I ain't there to sing happy birthday. I'm here to fucking get my dance on and leave with a shorty or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew this was the only place that I could go where it wasn't about weed, it wasn't about bitches, it wasn't about liquor, it wasn't about none of that. It was about, yo, that's my brother right there. Right. Because when I walk these streets, all I see is enemies sometimes, and I don't want that. You know what I'm saying? I want to go where I know I could, I could have $1,000 in my pocket and it ain't no stick-up. You know what I'm saying? But then when right. I start might, seeing yeah, the open... It might be an investment. Yeah, exactly. But, but then when I start seeing my open enemy, not that people that I said was my enemy, people that they said they was my enemy there, which is 
the the gay community and the um the the the, the Caucasians when I see them there and I see them on a the podium and doing different things I start getting confused like hold on I so I'm fighting with them now I I, I advise right. everybody to watch that movie Blood In and Blood Out you know what I'm saying you fighting with somebody but you helping him fight his enemy and then he gonna stab you right. So we, the I doggy, don't. Let I, me do this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to around take up the time. Yeah. Nah, I want to open up a line. We, I guess we Go just ahead. gonna, you know, utilize the roundtable format. But let me yeah, open let it up. Yeah, let it flow. Yeah, caller from the six four six six seven six. Caller from the six four six. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to Know the Ledge. Peace and Black Power family. Thank you for inviting us on TV. House of Consciousness. Black News one hundred two. Shout out to my brother Doggy Diamond. I agree with my Hold brother on. 100%. <laughs> Hold on, this is Sarnetta. This is Sarnetta Studios. The legend. And, and, of course, a powerful black power shout-out to Know the Ledge Radio for doing this work, bringing this information and knowledge to the people. Um, Absolutely. I, I definitely got to be strong with this because me and Brother Red Pill and Brother KT and Sankofa, we was together that whole day. I mean, for the past two nights, we stayed. We 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 um we was in the same hotel room for two nights. So um, we did good. Like Brother Doggy Diamond said, I can agree with him. We didn't go out there to hear Minister Farrakhan. We went out there to network with our people, and we went out there to do commerce, of yep. course. Because why should the white man be the only one benefiting off of our people? We went out there. To show our people, yo, black dollars make sense. We here. And when we was leaving, man, oh, my God, they had nothing but white folks on the side cooking, barbecuing. And some of the members in the Nation of Islam was over there eating. That's real talk. You see, we got to get out of the nation can't be critiqued. Because, God damn it, if Sarnetta would have did something like that, or if Doggy Diamond do that, we get critiqued all day by our people. Head chopped so off. They not above everybody else where they can't get critiqued. That's the problem. We got to start critiquing them and letting them know how we feel because the nation, you should be working for us. Like Sarnetta TV, we work for y'all. That's what we're here for. We're here for the people. In fact, the people was happy. That they seen the irritated genie, yep, the Umar yep. Johnson, the blue pill. I mean, not the blue pill, the red pill, the Sarnetta, the brother polite, the unk, and the Amarakwa. They was happy. We really saved the day for those yep. of them who came all over the world. Because Fact once of. they came in contact with us, red pill will tell you, there was two brothers that didn't leave us until a goddamn end of the night. They even came with us to the event. And they was holding the tables, and me and Brother Red Pill, we broke the brothers off with something. You know, we gave the brother a little something for, um, you know, just hanging out with us and carrying the table, man. If me and Red Pill would have told the brother, yo, man, we need him removed, they would have did that. That's the love that we had. So what's going on, family, is that KT, um, Know the Ledge Radio, Doggy Diamond, Sarnetta TV, uh, Brother Polite and the Amarasa, we really waking our people up. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear that garbage about no damn Jesus. We didn't co- go there for that. At least, see, that's why I'm not upset, really, about the march, because I never went there for that from the beginning. But mm-hmm. when I got home and I seen the presentation, that's when I got mad because I said, damn, the minister, the man who woke me up, 
from my deathbed. The minister was the one who took me out of the drugs and, and, and the drinking and the drugging. That was the minister, Farrakhan. That was the man I knew. Sitting on my bed in Rackers Island on the bunk bed, listening to him. Back then, that's when they had the radios. You could buy radios and Walkmans. I know y'all probably ain't old enough to know that. But you can buy Walkmans, yeah, yeah. and you can hear it. And the minister was on WBLS every Sunday. Y'all remember that? They call it, yeah, they call it the Jeep. There I'm going to ride my so Jeep. I'm going to ride my Jeep. There you go. That's the man that woke me up. So to see gays on the goddamn podium, man, to not want to bring up Malik Zulu Shabazz, it reminds me 20 years ago with Dr. Khaled Muhammad when he was ready to take the stage. And they denied him. They blocked him from even coming up to the podium, brother. There was no outcry of black power. I didn't hear them words one time unless we were saying it. We Mm -hmm. were saying it. I didn't hear no anti-black rhetoric, no black talk. I mean, um, no anti—excuse me, no anti-police talk. That's what I'm talking about. I didn't hear no anti-police talk. There was the no militancy came, at all. No militancy. The people came for the all else part, man. Exactly. I didn't hear no anti-gay talk. What's going on, man? I didn't hear none of that. But we did hear the homosexuals speak. So the all else definitely had to be for the homos, for the gays. You know, Malik was hurt. I didn't get a chance to speak with him, but goddamn it, man, him was texting each other back and forth. And believe me, he was hurt. He he's the one that organized the event for us to be at the um the juice bar where we was at Friday and Saturday. And he couldn't even make it, man. He he ain't even going. He the one organizing. It was supposed to have been him and brother polite. So he got the word later on that he was not going to be able to speak. He said, Sarnetta, I'm not even going to be up on the podium. I, I'm not even going. You know, and it's crazy. You ain't got nobody like the irritated Cheney. Like, even Umar. I'm going to even say Umar got there at this time. Even Umar, brother polite. No Malik Zulu Shabazz. No members from the KTL. Come on. That's where, that's where the people wanted to see that. And can you imagine? If they would have just took the camera. Listen, Professor James Smalls, up. Professor James Smalls is his peer. Why he wasn't up there? Even that's his bro, peer. Because I'm going to tell that's, you. That's what I'm saying, they man. They were already programmed on what to say and what not to say. So mm-hmm. they knew they couldn't control Malik Zulu Shabbat. They knew yeah. that he was liable to say any goddamn thing. And I heard you mention Nori. Nori is mm-hmm. our brother. I love my brother Nori. We interviewed him, matter of fact. But Nori is just a clone of Minister Farrakhan. So even yes. if Farrakhan stepped down and Nori come up, there's no change. It got to be a youth. The youth got to go in there. Me and Brother Red Pill, we've seen one of the youth that's fiery. I know some youth yeah. that's fiery that still got that passion, you know? And that, that's what's going on. If you ain't got the youth up in the movement, man, you ain't got nothing, brother. And that's why when you look at the House of Consciousness and Sarnetta TV, that's all I'm dealing with is the young brothers, man, the youth, man. That's the movement right there. They're the ones that's going to um, catch the people. And my brother, Doggy Diamond, please. I want to say this. Not, I want to say on. this to Sarnetta. Do not be upset at the haters, man. They posed to come. They going to get at mm-hmm. you, brother. That means you doing something. You doing mm-hmm. something. The ones that's getting at you, they ain't doing a damn thing, brother. We I know entertain this them bastards, too. We know this firsthand, brother. But I want to say this to Sarnetta, though. Um, 
And what a lot of people don't, I know he gets a lot of criticism, unwanted, unwarranted criticism. If it wasn't for Sarnetta, it would be a lot of sleep sheep. Oh, man. And he woke a lot of people up through his platform. Whether you agree with him or not, we wouldn't know these people. You understand what I'm saying? So for for the ignorant niggas, if I introduce you to your wife, how you going to hate me? And if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't even know your fucking wife. You know what I'm saying? So cut it out. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to like me forever. You don't have to agree with me, but you always have to say, you know what? I'm mad as fuck at you. Or I'm pissed off at you. But if it wasn't for you, man, I wouldn't have this beautiful I lady. Have, I would. Exactly. Or I wouldn't have this plan. I wouldn't have this plan to be a millionaire. You sparked the seed. Sarnetta never told you to subscribe to anything. He just gave you, he gave everybody a voice. Like Even his opposition, said, never, he gave everybody a voice. That's what I'm saying. He gave everybody a voice. So, Facts. you know what I'm saying? Whether you agree with him or not, he could have been an asshole and silenced a lot of people, and they would have never been heard. Because a lot of y'all dudes out on them corners with the megaphones, ain't nobody fucking listening to you. Uh, That's right. I heard when you went to the House of Consciousness. We wouldn't know who said he was. Y'all wouldn't be in love with Brother Polite or some of these other people that y'all in love with if it wasn't for Sarnetta. So stop it. You know what I'm saying? Stop it. Just, you know, respect respect the architect. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got to. And that's y'all problem. Y'all from the people who brought forth shit to you. You want to take his shit. Y'all want to take Marcus Garvey's flag and put a rainbow on it. Stop it. Stop it. You know what I'm saying? We doing this shit... Look, I could have been rich doing other shit and sold y'all out a long time ago. You know how many times these motherfucking white folks try to get me to sell out? They don't want to see that shit on my website. They don't want to advertise money with me, but it's my duty to do this shit. Hey, yo, let me doing. say this real quick. Go ahead. Right. I, need you, I need you to get Unc in because Unc got to go. He said his number is 2927. That's the last number. Sankofa number is? Thirty five ninety one and brother polite last digits is seventy two sixty one. If y'all hear me, press one so the brother can see our numbers. All right, go ahead, brother doggy, you can finish it off. Yeah, yeah, no, I I'm basically done, man. Like I said, I was happy when I got there and I saw y'all, I was like, Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and look right. at you. I was like, Yo, Yo, and, and the interesting thing is, Irritated Genie oh, was the reason that Tarnetta went too. Yep. Can no, I, would you hurt Tarnetta? What'd you say? I said, you look good too, Doggy Diamond. You dropped yeah. some weight off you, man. That's I dropped 104 up. pounds, man. Health is wealth. Wow. Stop eating a lot of That's bullshit. I dropped 104, and I'm out here for the long haul because I can't no. die off and have these suckers. Exactly. Poisoning our people. I gotta be here right. for the fight. Right. We right. gotta do the documentary on you, bro. Like the yeah. people need to. We need to. Yeah. We need to show the family that was monumental a transformation that you did. You know what I mean? In six so months. To you. I know. Hold on, Sai. You said Uncle's calling for what number? Uh, Uncle's calling from the last number twenty nine twenty seven. No, Press one. Uncle, you see it. You don't see it? Code. I 
All right, there we go. Caller from the caller from the six. Caller from the six seven eight. Welcome to Know the Less. Peace. Man, Black African Power. What's good, family? Black Power. Hey. Peace. Hey man, to all the legends on the phone, man. Saw Netta, man. Dougie Diamond, Red yes, Pill, the Blue Goddamn Pill. Hey, we fucking Peace, famous Lord. to the world, man. How about that? Yeah. Go fucking figures. <laughs> Go figure. As much as we didn't fought back and full of information, the shit ended up being worth it. Yep. So who fucking knew at the end of the day that it was us that was supposed to bring the plan to the fucking people, man? So you know what, yo? I don't even fuck with Farrakhan. I ain't going to lie. And I don't like the way he took niggas to Scientology, right? He played that game. But I think the old man getting old, you know what I mean? So we gave him his tribute, right? And maybe the old man is a master chess player. Because there ain't no fucking way he was going to let any of us get on that motherfucking platform. <laughs> and I'm talking about our open enemy, nigga. Y'all crazy as shit. If you going to let him give me the mic, start another the mic, rip to any of y'all niggas the fucking mic. No, y'all wasn't going to get it. And you better had to act like it was some gays there on the podium. And you better had to let some white people there so they felt safe. So maybe he was a goddamn master chess player. You never fucking know. Go figure. I tell you what, right. man. We'll get another opportunity to bring a plan for the people. I mean, I gave out about 20,000 flyers, but that wasn't enough. We should have had, all of us should have had information for the communities. Because at the end of the day, we all realize that no one's listening to the minister. They're listening to fucking us. Mm-hmm. Crazy as shit, ain't it? Yep. Yeah, crazy Now we're shit. all charged, right, with raising the next couple generations. That's the shit I got out of that. Like, damn, that's a lot of fucking responsibility. But you know what I'm loving? Like, they could just kill, they could kill three of us, but there's still 30 of us left. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not one dude no more. It's not the it's one clear. guy thing. Like, yep. you can't, like, like, for real, we, we really won. You got to know this. You can't stop us. It's too many niggas with information now. Yep, too many. Too much commerce. That's what I really want to yeah. talk about. It is too much motherfucking commerce. Too many black dollars, dog. We spend the most money. We the poorest right. people on earth. How the fuck can we lose? So guess what? I'm a dice player, and I'm gambling on our motherfucking race. I'm gambling that the youth that we have woken, that the middle aged and the old people is willing to spend with us. They willing to spend because we got the right. information behind why they should fucking spend, and that's the difference between then and now. They now know why they need to spend for themselves. Because if you don't fuck with yourself, ain't nobody going to fuck with you. Fact. If you don't support yourself, who the fuck going to support you? So we got to support ourselves or we're going to die. And see, we, we right there knowing if we don't support ourselves, we're going to die. So that's the fucking or else. The or else wasn't me to the white people. It was for us. Think about that shit for a minute. Or else. Yeah. Yeah, we support ourselves or we're going to fucking die. So I'm glad to be amongst y'all, brothers, man. And the I was happy to finally meet you, bro. You feel? Yeah, it was a pleasure meeting you, man. Yep. So who fucking knew, though? You know, they say we YouTube famous. But see, YouTube famous is the 2015 CNN 24 hours a motherfucking day around the world. Mm-hmm. Don't take that shit lightly, yo. We all charge, yo, with raising the next couple of generations. 
But yeah, so I'm not old, a the old man did his thing, you know what I'm saying? I don't support that bullshit beyond at all. But at the end of the day, you gotta get a nigga in the whether you like him or not. That. That's the proper thing to do. So we gave him his tribute, you know what I'm saying? Let him sell off into the goddamn sun, right? And let's raise the next couple of generations like they're supposed to. And we all got people to listen to us on a regular, consistent basis. So all these young niggas know right now, right? I don't want to be motherfucking famous and not do something with that shit. How about y'all? So we're going to have our own motherfucking thing and bring out the goddamn people. How about that? We need that yeah. type shit all the motherfucking time for black people to come out for the great marketplace. Because that's how that shit used to be in media. That many motherfuckers become the king of, to the marketplace from around the world like that. Regular. Yeah, um, um, I say like this. For the amount of people that knew us there, right? <laughs> Take the amount of people that didn't know us there and replace that with the people who do know us who just didn't come that day. Mm. And you got your million man march for us, for the community. Crazy. Crazy. Because yeah. if the people who knew Umar, the crowds that he had, the people that knew Genie, the people that knew Polite, the people that knew Unk, the people that knew um, uh, Reggie, the people that knew the Moors, the people that knew Sarnetta and Red and Sankofa, KT, and the rest of us, imagine, right? If each one of us say to the people who know us, the people who listen to us and learn and following and, and riding with us and building with us, look, we're going to gather in this place on this date to build no hash, no fancy ass hashtags, nigga, black African power, okay? Yeah. You know what, yeah. the, you know what the deal is. You know what we come to do. Bring, you know what I mean? Come to the spot. We got food. We got everything you need. We got places where everybody can sleep. We just stick around. It ain't we ain't coming on at one o'clock. That remember Sunday dinner? Well, he did a mm. Sunday dinner on us. I don't want to eat that early, Mom. Like in Terracotta, <laughs> I don't want to eat that early. Then we were starting to cook at one o'clock. You remember that right. barbecue, yep. nigga? The grill right. come out at one. We put the table out at twelve. Right, Sarnetta? We were starting to cook. Then he came on the mic. If anybody notices all of the footage out there, and this is not rehearsed, so you know that there was an energy that was out there. None of us who were doing the videos were around each other. So the genie and the um, Umar Johnson footage, right? The polite and the art footage, the Sarnet and the red pill footage. The, uh, the time we was all recording, Farrakhan was talking. Absolutely. Crazy. He was the background music because nobody yeah. was listening to him. Facts. <laughs> He was the soundtrack. He was like the fucking the organs at the fucking uh, Grammys, man. He was the he was the soundtrack to the real movie. The real movie was when the cameras was rolling on the concrete, and that is a hashtag fact. I promise you, there was nothing more powerful at that whole gathering than my family, my clique. The, the it's people, truth, man. Please believe it's, that. And that's not ego talking. That's just facts all in your face. Hey, Ray, you know, you know what's crazy, though? People were saying, well, who yes. is that? Who is that? People were coming so hard, they like, well, who is that? And then, and they then said you'll get that. They said Sarnetta was so famous because he had flags. Look, <laughs> it, it was people shooting footage, and they'd, get, they'd give you the mic, and after you left that motherfucker, they'd be like, you will be like, how in the fuck did you just put that together? You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas were saying, Whoa. who is these niggas? And then when we grabbed some mics, there was a lot of microphones, a lot of cameras, they was like, wow. 
Listen, one of the dudes from the FOI told me nobody came here to see y'all. They came to hear the minister. And I said, so why did I just sit there and watch Umar and Irritated Genie take about 200 pictures? They had a fucking line. You would have thought the horse was out there. (laughs) What are you talking about? This is for the record books, and I want to put it on the record while everybody's on the phone. There's a picture floating around or rotating in cyberspace with the rappers who showed up to remember the 20th anniversary of the Million Man March, and the goddamn minister, that nigga went on a, a pardon me, the brother went on a tour and a campaign around the whole hip-hop world. There's a picture, there's a picture and the rappers that showed up sit in one collage, meaning you know, there's only like five or six of them that showed up. Mm-hmm. The regular tokens, you had Diddy and you had Snoop. I guarantee you somebody paid for the flight and everything. It was a walkthrough, like Rich Homie Kwan. Then you yep. had Jeezy. Then you had J. Cole. J. Cole's supposed to be there. Then you had Young people who were supposed to be there. Then we Diddy it. didn't show up. No, no rapper showed up to the whole thing, bottom line. So the people who are telling our children, you know, fuck, you know, uh, sell drugs, go to jail, go in the trap. You know trap or I mean? die. Uh, Drink this trap or die. Being a white man shit. Go become a, uh, a cog in the wheel of the cannon father. You know, beat your mm. women up, sell your women. None of these people who could be held accountable for crimes against humanity if niggas, you know, could rap that. Like, you know... You, you you basically, but nobody even showed up. So if the all else nah. was even about something, they wouldn't even be, they wouldn't have been there. They were in Atlanta at the BT Awards. You, you mm. understand what I'm saying? Well, I just want to put that yeah. on record. Not just want to put that on record because people worship the rappers. But it's like I kept hearing this and nobody was rehearsing it because if 10 people tell you the same thing and they don't even know each other, you know, if it, if it quacks like a death, then it's a death. They was like, yo. I've met rappers. I, I I I get excited when I when I meet rappers. So nothing is fucking with me and y'all, yo. Y'all beyond the rapper shit. It's not. It's something different. And it's like when I, when we meet these teachers, it's, it's bigger than rappers. So your rappers have turned their backs on y'all family. The rappers yes. really don't care about y'all. They showed you that yeah, yeah, on on ten ten. They did turn their backs on you. They're supposed to have been a thousand of them standing together, locking arms, like, yo, we riding. Yeah, they ain't do that. Hey, can I add something real quick? Can I finish this off? Yes, sir. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if we put that footage out yet. I put a couple clippings, right? And you know, know, I'm a military strategist on on the real, right? And so I didn't jump right at the million man mark. So I looked looked on the perimeter and see what was going on. And what I figured out was... it's at the armory, right? They had white people there with guns. Y'all can look at the footage, right? Yeah. Staging area. They had, they had, they had a gun show, shit, right? No, no, it wasn't a fucking gun show. No, it was not. It was a motherfucking United States Army. Because we talked, we talked about shooting, we talked about weapons, we talked about the range of weapons. This was information that I was allowing. You know what I'm saying? The white boy to disclose to the people. Letting them show you what type of weapons, how it works, why it works, you know what I'm saying, when it works, uh, the psychology of the army. We did all that and got all that shit on tape. And it was very fucking interesting at the end of the goddamn day. 
They was really what you call, I call it they was in cloaks. You know what I'm saying? They was in camouflage. Not the uniforms, but they was camouflage under the opposite, right, of just being the army. You know what I'm saying? Just being there. So the question, why was they there? That close. They was one quick over. Everybody know that term, know exactly what I'm talking about. Very fucking yeah. interesting how they did that. So if anything broke out, they was all there with the armory open. I just want to let y'all know, man. You know what I'm saying? Never look right uh, at somebody's look around hold on. Somebody's phone line somebody's phone line is open. Can everybody check your phone line so I know that your line is still open? Yeah, my phone is on mute, so it ain't my line that's okay. making all that noise. That's not I'm your somebody doing the dishes. Yeah, that was me doing the dishes. Pardon me for being domesticated and shit. You know, I had <laughs> oh, <laughs> that no was problem. definitely me doing the dishes. I didn't know it was picked yeah. up and shit. Just hit the mute on your was, phone. It's yeah, all good. I was in here fucking um Weighing my food and, you know, preparing my meals and shit. So I got to clean my dishes and shit, you know, my bad. But, um, you know, I, I find it crazy. And, you know, what's crazy, too, is that how we all share the same sentiment, but we never got a chance to talk about it till tonight. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't speak to any of y'all since since then, you know, not, you know. And I'm like, I thought I might, you know, and, and you know, I was a little apprehensive at first because I'm like, damn, I might be going out on a limb and just get stoned and shit and tarred and feathered in public. But I was like, fuck that, I got to say what I saw. And believe it or not, there was a lot of people who appreciated what I had to say because they was like, if we know anything, we know you keep it real. You know what I'm saying? We know you're not going to lie to us. So if you say, yeah, if you say this is what you saw and this is what happened, we know you're not bullshitting the people. And, you know, I don't people even get on real. camera. I don't get on camera. So for me to sit down and speak, I spoke from my heart. You know what I'm saying? I spoke from my heart. And I spoke with, I think, with some type of intelligence. And like I said, none of us is here to dis disrespect the minister or the movement. But where we at with our knowledge, some of that is for novice people. We know better. Yes. We know better. So you can't give us... Listen, but listen though. I can't be ran really, by a Muslim. No, but listen My though. Teach me. I can't be taught by a Muslim. Unk, think about this though, right? Some of the things that was being said was also said 20 years ago. <laughs> it was a repeat. You know what I'm saying? Recycled. Yeah, so if you ain't get it 20 yeah, years ago, the how the hell are you going to get yeah. it now? The Breakfast Club interview, huh? The Breakfast Club interview, talk about it, was more fire. Huh? Yeah. Then the, then the speech on the lawn. Talk, what the fuck? Like, oh, really? man, that shit wasn't there. That shit wasn't enough. Why nobody listen to that shit? Matter of fact, I seen niggas walking away when Farrakhan was speaking. Niggas was yeah, mad people was walking was out. I promise you, mad people was leaving. Yeah. It was yeah. exit stage left. It was one thing I didn't do. Leaving. Yeah, one thing I didn't do when Umar, when I caught Umar and Jeannie speaking. Now, mind you, that's the first time they ever been on camera together. And they was talking about the fucking the wrongs of homosexuality in our community. They never been on camera together. They never got a chance to really build together. That was just so mm -hmm. impromptu that they stood on the same square at the same time. So that's what the energy was between us. Like, it don't matter what your ideology was. If you was a Pan-Africanist, if you was a Moor, we was like, yo, fuck that. We all here together. Mm -hmm. yeah, we know what we here for. You know, what I got you say? With yeah, exactly, 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 exactly. I don't know who got that footage. That was a good bill right there. And so the, the problem is, yo, that we don't we don't come together enough and bring out exactly because But you know what happened though? Families. 
Yeah, what happened exactly. was, and the reason why that is is because we got so many fucking agents that we don't even know when to trust us sometimes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's some of the things that we have to iron out behind our closed doors. We don't iron that out mm-hmm. on YouTube. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We iron that out on the closed doors. And I think sometimes when people see, you know, some of the, 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 the debates and the arguments, they start thinking, oh, them dudes don't like each other. I got to pick a side because I can't like Coke and Pepsi. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, they fuck. People get it messed up. Yeah, exactly. They don't know that behind the scenes. It's, it's sometimes the debates and sometimes the building is to create dialogue because we got to get the talking and thinking. It's to, it's to get people to, to mm-hmm. start thinking because the more you ask questions, the more you open your mind. You know what I'm saying? I think so many people are just complacent by what they get. And no, I'm trying to ask you to – you know what I always tell people? It's something that um, – Dr. York used to always say at the end of his book, you don't like what I'm, just look it up for yourself. Yo, look it up. I, I, I done seen Unc. I sat there and watched one of his Google Hangouts. He had a whole bibliography of every fucking thing. He had reference for everything that came out of his mouth. And you could look at this here, mm-hmm. and you could look at this here, and you could look at this here. We just trying to get people to read, to research, form your own mm-hmm. thoughts about yep. what I'm saying to you. But we're trying to get you out of the fucking matrix. Mm-hmm. Once you leave the matrix, you good. Once you leave most of these religions, you good. Especially the religions that was given to you by your damn oppressor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm you saying? Once you, you got to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to, you know, it's about starting people to think. But one thing I will say, thanks to all these platforms that we have that we are utilizing to the fullest, because we could be drinking, we could be smoking, we could be fucking bitches, we could be doing all that too, but we take time out of our lives to awaken people, and it ain't even for profit. That's what people don't get. It ain't really no money and knowledge. No. The niggas ain't buying no, that shit. No, we figured that out. We figured that no, out. No, I'm just saying. But look, though, if if look, if we had to say, listen, we got some motherfucking some henny out here. We got some bitches. Mm-hmm. It's free henny. You gonna have them in drone. Mm-hmm. Put some <laughs> pamphlets out there for sale. And you know what I'm henny. saying? Put some. That's what I'm saying. Put some T-shirts out there. They're not coming. See, the people, one thing about our people is that we always want to be rewarded. You know what I'm saying? If it ain't fun, if it ain't no turn up in it, fuck that shit. But then now we starting to get this group of individuals that's saying, yo, I'm tired of this shit, man. I'm tired of this turn up. I'm tired of this bullshit. And that's who we got to reach. You know what, though, mm-hmm. Diamond? You know, check this out, man. I was talking to a couple of uh, the youth today. I always talk to young brothers. You know what I'm saying? I look at their feet, look at the tennis shoes they wearing, because you know we we got this thing jumping off with the with the sneakers, mm-hmm. and, and all of them to a man and a woman. You know what I'm saying? I ask them how many tennis shoes you got in your closet. They be like well, ten pair, eight pair, fifteen pair. I said, would you have a problem with having a black owned shoe company in your in your thing? They was like, no, we waiting on that. And I promise yeah. you, they all say it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying the time is right for us to start supporting ourselves. And putting together them shirts, putting together them shoes, putting together them jeans, putting together them hoodies, you know what I mean, socks, any goddamn thing you come up with, uh, food, farms, all kind of shit, man. The people is ready, man. I, I mean, we yeah, did our job so well that we don't bonk, what they have to do, though. Right now, hold on. Hold on, dumb say it one more time. We've done our job so goddamn well that that we don't even fucking realize it. We just got to implement that shit across the board. But, Unc, one thing that they have to do. They're going to have to start putting up or shut up because the minute we do create these things, 
these fucking crackers try to tell them how that shit has no value, and they follow it. Oh, but that, that's why we got the information behind the product, though. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's the difference between, like I said, it's the difference between back then and right now. Now we got the information behind the products we fuck with. It's a reason. You know what I'm saying? It's a reason why we got this. It's a reason why you need to support this. It ain't just because. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think everybody should shout out their little stores right now, though, because I know a lot of y'all got merchandise out there for the people that might be listening. Y'all should let everybody know, you know, where they could get something right now. I'm the Raw Squad. Org. All right. Um, SneakersCustom.com. You know what I'm saying? Niggas Footwear. The home of the RBGs, man. You know what I'm saying? And we practice Ujima, we give back to the community. Alright? Yeah. It's very important to give back to support we support black center schools. That's exactly what we're doing. And we ain't cut no cards with it and we mean it. All the way. What is y'all on Kings County? At Big Big Cartel. dot com yeah. family. We have the new collection that we're unveiling right now. We're killing the streets with the King Tut hoodies, King Tut concert hoodies. Next up is the Garvey line to go with the RBG sneakers. Look out for that. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? No, we we taking no prisoners. You know what I'm saying? I got my connection to Africa hollering at me. You know, it's going to be a real good year. 2016 is going to be a monumental year, so... Salute to everybody. You know, the, the, the goal is to have a piece of Kings County, a collection in every single conscious household, you know, just off the strength. You know what I mean? And I so, want to um, spend some money with y'all, too, because I got to yeah, do a, um, I'm gonna do a photo shoot. So I want to spend some money with y'all and, um, you know, promote the brand on, on my platforms also, you know, the sneakers, everything, Please do. you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Please do. They got to, you know, we, yeah. we got to start wearing... What's ours? You know what I'm saying? You you know, it, it, it's that like you know. Solve a, yeah, we can solve a lot of problems because remember, family, a war drove. We're at war, so what we're creating are uniforms. You know what I'm saying? To deal with uniformity, it, it could be one thing that you want to wave and you want the knowledge and you deepen everything, but at the end of the day, you, you need to look the part. If you can't identify yourself and if you're not completely divorcing yourself from a uniform. This identify with these, you know what I'm saying, with the with the 85ers or the knuckle draggers or the people that are under this Roman spell, you know, it's not doing us it's not doing us any good. Embrace yourself, embrace your higher self, you know, dare to be different, you know what I mean? You know, wear the uniform of the gods. There's crystals, there's copper, there's all kind of stuff. There's crowns out here, there's amulets, there's talismans. These are magical pieces, I promise you. They have properties to them. You know, they open up doors. They help you receive information. They point you in directions. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just incredible. And them sneakers, them RBG sneakers, you know, I'm talking about being conscious from head to toe. This mm-hmm. is a lifestyle family, and this is an industry. We've claimed our industry. We're going to identify industries, and by doing such, we're going to be able to place the, um, the co- collective amongst us. It's millions of us. We'll be able to co- put the collective into their industries, their respective industries, and then actually give them stuff to do, and then monetize it, and then and then only purchase it amongst the circle. That's not hard. I'm I'm tired of wearing, like I'm not interested in wearing 
a lot of the shit that they have anymore because I'm making my own stuff and I'm wearing other people's stuff. It's too much stuff to keep up with to even think about European clothes at this point. What's going on? And look where the direction of their, of their clothes are going. They got these niggas oh, yeah, looking super line. crazy. Right <laughs> no, no, I'm on, I'm on my house phone. I'm super crazy. That's guys crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's phone is um not on me. Down, boy. Yeah, I'm just you know. Doggy, your phone. Damn, he done cooked on the show. He done talked on the phone on the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, we, we, we still, I'm in Brooklyn, New York, the heart of the fucking yeah, gentrification right now. On two radio shows. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, this, this, you know, my job is 24-7 and stuff. But, you know, the, the thing that I do like, though, <laughs> that I would tell y'all is that um, they appreciate the the you know the core the real true and living fans and 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 supporters I don't like to call them fans they appreciate the information that y'all give you know what I'm saying they they appreciate the information and um I think we weeded out a lot of the the suckers out of the conscious community you know what I'm saying it's um not, I want to say something if I let it fill on the line no nah, hold yeah. on hold up Rattel your doggy we Go got ahead. we got another we got an, we got a couple of more suckers on the line. That all their job is is to condemn everything that Uncle's doing, that I'm doing, that Red Pill doing. Even you, <laughs> once they get to know who you are, they're going to start trying to go at you and making people think that they are the real revolutionaries in the community. Meanwhile, you never see them Negroes nowhere. You, well, you know the difference? Them. Listen, Sarnetta. Sarnetta. I want them to know, though, This and this is what I want them suckers to know, that I'm not from the Soho Barclays, Brooklyn. I'm from the Albee Square Mall, Brooklyn. You say something to me I don't like, I ain't conscious. I fuck you up. There you go. I ain't with all that shit. So you say something to me disrespectful, you call me out my name, I'm going to punch you in your mouth. That's just so they could exactly. they they could take all that shit they want. And I'll make a movie out of you. I'll make a whole DVD beating your ass and sell it. <laughs> You know That's what I'm right, saying? Because I don't, because because right. I don't disrespect nobody. I just don't agree, and I think that we as grown men, we gotta find ways. We gotta find ways to disagree. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I, listen, I survived. Listen, I survived the '90s Brooklyn. The '90s. But none of these suckers. None of these suckers the can tell me nothing. Brooklyn. Right, right. I survived that. There. They were not there surviving it with us. This is what I'm saying. The so crack. nobody can... Could... The crack. Listen, the crack. Listen, my father was a crackhead. I lived in a crack house. <laughs> Dudes ran in my house. I jumped out my bathroom window when I was eight years old. You know what I'm oh, saying? Wow. I survived the wow. realest shit ever in life. So I'm not going to wow. let no sucker on YouTube... Tell me about this life because I also could be a savage and an animal, and I'm not savage. I'm here trying to save y'all. I'm trying to save y'all. I'm trying to save y'all. Because I could just take the ball and go home. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. I could take the ball and go home. But I'm out here, I'm out here frontlining. That's what I'm saying. You think it's easy to stand in Harlem and, and, and for hours and teach the people and speak to the people? Because where the fuck is your heroes at? That's what I want to say to the critics. Where's the Rick Rosses at? Where's your 50 cents at? Them motherfuckers walk right past y'all. 
Yep. You know what I'm saying? And those are the people that you worship. But you got people. I watched Jeannie and Umar take 200 pictures. And you can see after a while it's becoming unbearable. Bro, but they yo, feel like Diamond, Doggy Diamond. Go ahead. Combine that. Combine that with Red Pill, Sandra, mm-hmm. Unk, and Polite. Damn that. I would say we was damn near even. This is what I'm I was saying. All, I was saying. I was saying we took damn near a thousand pictures. I, this me is and what Red Pill and Sankofa, our feet were so damn tired at the <laughs> end of the day. Joe. I know, yo. And like, we couldn't say no to the people because they were showing the love. So we had to. Stand yeah. up. No matter how tired my feet was, I had to, like, stand up strong. You know what I'm saying? Yo, you know yeah. what's dope, though, though, about it, though, and, and the thing that I took away from it, the positive spin on it, is that I felt like our presence was so needed. Because mm-hmm. I think some people left that march more confused than they was when they got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Yo, that they didn't hear... People yeah, they didn't hear up. dudes speaking out there. Yo, they got instruction told, from Dr. Umar, from Polite. They got instruction from Jeannie. They got instructions from Unk. They got instruction from Red. Because that's what they thought they was coming to get. That's what they thought. They thought they, thought they was coming to get that breakfast club dude. Yes, sir. Yep. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't know that they was going to come get homos saying, you know, justice for all and Native Americans because Crazy. whether people like it or not, our people don't identify with Native Americans. We don't know nothing about them. So how could you try to teach them something on one day? Mm-hmm. You know, the day of justice or else. And you keep saying the Million Man March, so how do I feel well, when I see a loop? Go ahead. Let me ask you. Do you think, with, with no disrespect, it's respect, though. Do you think Farrakhan is out of touch with the streets because he's been in the mob so long that they've really not given him the real information from the streets, brother? I don't think he understands that we passed this Jesus stuff, that we passed this Arabs and the Muslim stuff. We're on a whole nother platform right now. You know, he's still stuck in that old paradigm where he don't want to upgrade his information. We reason why, that stage. Reason oh, why yeah. I don't think he's out of touch with the streets, because with all due respect, we know the FOI is goons. You right. know what I'm saying? Those ain't no, you know, they might have on them suits and be respectful, but they goons. So you know, you know what, what I'm they saying? Might be afraid, they might be afraid to talk to him and tell him. Brother, we need to upgrade. <laughs> it got to be something wrong, bro. No, but but listen though, but listen though. When you hear that Will and Jada donated money to the march, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett donated money. Yeah, you know they've been questionable in their you know sexuality and even you know the Scientology. So he can't go up there condemning certain things and saying certain things, or that money can't come. See, it starts becoming that. Where's the funding coming from? Because somebody got to pay for them big-ass TVs and even the audio. Who's paying mm-hmm. for that? Because at the end of the day, we could we could talk about church and, 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 you know, they passed a bucket around. Them buckets got passed around that night, too. Yep. Just like they got what, what happened to the last money from the Million Man March. 20 years ago, them buckets got passed around then. So, did, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, for me, but, I'm very respectful. Of the minister think, yeah. because, you know, I'm. I, it's just it's just how I am. He, you know, he's my, he's an elder. 
you know, he he's my elder, but sometimes I can't you you run out of uh, ammunition to defend somebody. Yeah, but you don't have to respect somebody, you know what I'm saying, that changed up on the black community, man. We got to stop giving allegiance. I mean, if you're doing what you're supposed to I'm, I'm going to respect you as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do. So, like, if something better start motherfucking having some crazy-ass shit on the show, <laughs> crazy homosexuals, I'm going to lose that respect, man. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, come on, that's some cold shit to keep respecting the motherfuckers that don't earn that respect. Like, if Brother Uncle and Unrock Squad don't keep the scholarship up and keep moving in the positive direction, why the fuck do you have to respect us? I'm saying that's some bullshit we done got it with. So, no, I no longer respect the fucking minister, although he was a nice voice to hear, you know what I'm saying, back in the 90s, okay? But now in 2015, he's fucking out of touch. He's talking about Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. He's talking about the, the, the fulfill the prophecy, the black. He, he beat that shit off the fucking moon. So nobody think that Hebrews is motherfucking black no more. Now let you just crazy as fuck. At the end of the day, we know who the hell we are. We predate anything fucking religious. And so, no, I don't got to respect the minister. He need to re-earn some fucking respect. Hell with that shit. Niggas running around in suits with bow ties, you know what I'm saying, in hot motherfucking weather. That shit's stupid. It could have been designed to uniform with some fucking shorts. Why the fuck would I follow niggas like that that don't got enough sense to buy and make their own fucking uniforms? They could have had their own fucking shoe company. We went to these dumbass niggas and tried to talk to them. They wouldn't even fuck with us. Fuck that shit. Yeah, I mean, I lost, I lost a lot of respect when the, when the FOI brothers came over to us and told us to disperse. Right. And you could hear hey, us now, saying, listen. what the fuck are y'all, the police? Hey. Like, the hey, cops ain't right. even out here. The police didn't even fuck with people, dog. How about mm-hmm. that? The white man left us the fuck alone. They like, leave them niggas alone. They all right. Them motherfuckers playing the fucking police. <laughs> it's a yeah. motherfucking both ties and, 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 and wore down ugly ass fucking suits the last 50 years. Hell out of here. Hey, even the football team changed fucking uniforms. I'm going in. Shit, man. <laughs> can't do it, dog. I'm just can't do it. Not on my motherfucking watch. Nope. You get respect. You earn my fucking respect every fucking day. Mother Nature make you. Make you earn fucking respect every day. She don't give you shit. So let me ask y'all a question. Everybody on the phone, should we turn our back on the minister? Hey, shit, I'm going to give him my back. He give me his back. We back to back. Brother, I'm going to say, I'm going to say. Kids going to college. Grandkids going to college. He got pretty motherfucking bread. You know what I'm saying? Yo did the goddamn thing. All right. Brother, listen, listen. I'm going to say he turned his back on the people. He turned his back on us. He dropped the fucking ball that day with all them kids and them youth up in there. He turned his back on us. Yeah, there's a lot he of black colleges there. out there, too. Yeah, yeah, man. Come on, man. You up, you upholding a lie. When that white Arab woman got up on that damn stage, I don't know what was her nationality, but when she got up there and he said that she got the blood of Christ. What the hell? That, I mean, all these black people looking like, what the fuck about me? Who am I? <laughs> if she got right. the blood of Christ, who the fuck am I? Even though we don't believe in that shit, but some of them in that crowd do. And that's how they keep that white milk toast Jesus alive, man, with that shit. Mm. So, yeah, Can't he turns his back on us with the information. He ain't giving that, that. Yo, brother, listen, man. 
if you're going to be an elder in our community, I agree with Ump. You got to stand up and be able to teach the truth no matter to whom or what. You said yourself, Doggy Diamond, when you opened up. Mm-hmm. I listened very clearly. You said Elijah Muhammad. You can't change Elijah Muhammad's words, brother. Yeah, that's you what he said. Yeah. You can't change his words. Oh, they changed you know? it. So, they yeah, changed it, the nigga. That woke me up. But, God damn, man. they changed that shit. They went to Scientology. We got the, the records. They went, we broke the story on the Amaral Squad show. Motherfuckers thought we was fucking crazy. No fucking way. Thought we was crazy. Then they holler about Dianetics. Well, I be goddamn. Dianetics is fucking Scientology. Dianetics is the doctrine of fucking Scientology. You can't separate the two. At the end of the fucking day, it's fucking crazy. Gonna get audited with, with, with a, a fucking e-meter. Get the hell out of here with that old crazy ass shit. It's fucking crazy. I can't respect fucking ludicrousy. Come on, man, with that shit, man. No, man, you need to just chill the fuck out and fucking retire. And all the bow tie niggas need to go ahead and chill with them. Go hang out some fucking where. They supposed to have their own fucking suit company. What's the joke? Yeah, I'm in agreement with that. They I think they um. There's nothing else. Buy a fucking yeah. sewing machine. How about that? It, what, what's wrong with all the women in the nation having a fucking sewing oh. machine? Some commerce. Hold I don't get it, man. It's like a bunch of walking dead, dude. This I promise you that. I don't understand that. I don't get it. What happened to the fisheries? What happened to the fucking halal fish store? What the fuck happened? That's some bullshit, man. No, I don't respect that dumbass. It's a fucking cult. I'm going to call it what it is. Niggas ain't already threatened my fucking life anyway. So fuck it. It's a fucking cult. I know a cult because I was in one. With Malachi Yoke and them. So I know what the fuck. I can smell it. I can see it. They're in a fucking cult, dog. Point blank. That shit hurt us at the end of the fucking day. What started off good is now hurting the people. I just wanted to say that. I've been wanting to say that shit for a while. <laughs> right. Red and blue, what y'all think? I think that with all due respect to the platform that the minister provided and the outpouring of youth and people that came with whatever they was looking for and the fact that they didn't necessarily meet those things on the stage, but they might have met them on the ground, I think it gives the community a lot of leverage to collectively pull their voices into some sort of coalition to say, look, we want to do X, Y, and Z in a year or two or three, you know what I'm saying, under the same banner of this whole million-man gathering, especially if you could get him to endorse it and be like, okay, the next generation, I get it. You know, what exactly do y'all represent? You know, what's the voice for this? There's people right beside him that can vouch and say, okay, these are who the next light in the community are, and we need to put the light on that. So there's this possibility to utilize something like this for leverage, especially like what Ankus talk about. Okay, now we have the shoe company. This is what we need from the nation. This is what we need from people that were able to amass in that coalition to organize an event of that size and do it in a way in which it went off kind of smooth. We have to know within ourselves that we have to replicate and do something on that level to garner the energy that wasn't properly captured 
from that event, but it still is grown. It's still going to have its own level of, you know, multiplication and what have you. The, the energy's still out there. You can tap into it. You can do what you need to do with it, but something needs to be done. So we don't need to wait on him. Same way that we know, but we can still do dialogue and we can do some sort of diplomacy utilizing what we know is the leverage that we have with the people that showed up. You feel me? Yeah. So I would say keep sick. building. Yeah. Keep building the platform that we're building. And what I'm talking about is with Brother, with Aunt Sarnetta, Brother Rich, uh, Red and the Blue, those of us who have been going to these events with a different platforms are coming together and by the different platforms coming together of different schools of thought, schools of knowledge, disciplines, and things of that nature. Right. You're seeing the power in that. Because now, if, hold on, let me just say one more thing. Mm-hmm. If we ourselves didn't exhaust every possible means of executing a promotion that would go to us, a million extra, you know what I'm saying, people in our support system, a million new contacts, those are a million possibilities. Those are a million new doors that you don't know what lies beyond that particular, you know what I'm saying, that doorwell. So if we miss those, if we voluntarily miss the opportunity to exhaust every chance to exploit that particular situation and make it benefit the collective and the whole, everybody pooling their resources. So in this case, it's not tangible resources in terms of dollars, but it's your audience. It's your network. It's your network. You know what I'm saying? So everybody putting all of that pool into one, and you sending whatever the Think Tank product is. The Think Tank product in this case is Ark Sneakers, putting together the promotion and the campaign to say, we need a million of these sold at this particular base price. This is how we're going to push this campaign. Well, we got a million emails because collectively people bought the numbers of the amount of the pie I got 20,000 people I took pictures with, you know what I'm saying, and they emailed me the picture, and I got their emails or whatever, you know. Check you want to take family. a picture, Yo, I need your email. Out. Check this out. Check this out, family. So I'm not a speaker, man. Think about this. Yeah. This summer, we can have an effective, we ain't got to call it a march. We can call it a gathering at the, gathering. the state office, at the state office building. And I'm telling you, we can pack the street right out there. And I'm talking about for the whole day, we get the permit like we're supposed to do. We get the sound system. We can do it. And when we look at the schedule, hold up, hold up. When we put that schedule together for people who's going to speak, I'm telling you, I think we can put together the realest goddamn march ever that took place. I'm talking about Sarasu settings. I'm talking about we're going to give one call to we're going to give him Look, a call. I definitely, yeah. Let me say this. Body. I'm talking about we're going to put that program together, have that sit right outside or in the See, summertime. Yeah. Oh, my God. We we have people from all over the world, brother. We might over flood Sarnetta. the damn street. Yes, go ahead. Sarnetta, what you're yes. saying is exactly the vision, but because of your promotional mind, you see that you see. Okay, we have loftier visions and goals to say. Let's do a million men, but no, let's shut a city street down, like how Dave Chappelle right. Block Party do. We shut a city street, which we know we could do. I can guarantee to say I know that we could pack Central Park Summer Stage. 
You feel me? Sadie, uh-huh. Umar, Polite, Sarnetta, the Amara Squad, the the you know what I'm saying, the, the Pillars, uh Dick Gregory, um Francis Craig, you feel me? Like you could definitely shut a venue like that down and that's what now gains the traction for your global tour. People want to see that around the world. And then you yeah. can come back and do Madison Square Gardens. Then you could come back and do the national lawn. You feel me? In a year or two, once the global yeah. movement has finally caught on to say, yo, we're going to show up in numbers for this. This is what we're looking for. So that's that's the vision. You know what I'm saying? That's what came out of the Million Man March. You know what I'm saying? Being yeah. able to walk away with that frame of reference to now know what the possibilities are. He introduced you to a million news. He showed you a million mirrors you could look through. That's all that was. So all praise is due to the minister, to the nation, for their collective participation in this level of the demonstration, which mainly for us is all about visualization. We had to see it to know what it could be. So now that seed is planted, and we will definitely be the bearers of that fruit to bring it forth to be like, look, this is how we're going to get this loop. You know, Yo, that's become global moguls because that, he's saying there's no, infam- there's no money in knowledge, but you got to understand the economy, all economies are based on knowledge-based systems. You know what I'm saying? Knowledge is the only real money in the world. It's the wealth. So we have what everyone in the world needs. At this, We have the answer. We have the solution. We have many solutions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We are the cream of the crop. So as long as we are able to consolidate what that means to us individually and as a collective, then this conversation this time next year is not going to be the same conversation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be the oak already blossoming from that seed, that nut that was planted on that lawn and that fertile soil. You know what I'm saying? With with the tekanu as the backdrop for it. It was an impregnation of something. So I'm just saying be caretakers of the vision and make that particular, you know, just just mold it, let it do what it needs to do. And the first move, like you said, is locking the city block down. Because we could easily do it at the state building. That's no problem. Feel me? And that shit, shit Black Lives like Matter did it with their little marches and all that. And whatever, that shit ain't even amount to nothing. Yeah, we could lock well, down Stone Mountain or we could lock down the Western and Atlanta as well. We could have a huge demonstration on Stone Mountain. Humongous. You know what I'm saying? So keep in mind, we could, like I said, when we do this HOK, KPL, Abner Ross Squad, UGR tour, right? And we and we move like, you know, and we do, it's more like a convention, you know what I'm saying? It can't be a regular lecture. It's like a weekend event. And we go to these different states. We bring the numbers out, and that's the ritual. That's how the, that's how the spell is casted, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the foundation Yo, peace, of it. I got to roll. I don't want to just hang up. I got to go right quick. All right, sir. All right, peace. Peace out. All right, peace. Mm-hmm. You know, so like Blue was saying, the march has showed us the possibilities 
and the potential of the future that awaits us. And all we have to do, what we're tasked with at this point, is something very simple, yet it seems to be hard for some people, and that's just to unify and to merge and to collaborate. Nobody said kumbaya. Nobody said that you got to be a Muslim. Nobody said that you have to take your shahada. Nobody said that you got to get an L on it and then, you know, at the end of their name, or you got to get a motherfucking uh, uh, arm tattoo on your forehead. Nobody said that. But cooperation and collaboration is the order of the day because, as we can see, that's what's winning. And also, what's also winning is numbers. This is a numbers game. So as long as you have the numbers and membership and, and, oh. and you can consolidate that, you can create your own industry. Let me, um, mm-hmm. I want to sure. take this time to open up the line to a caller from the 202-600. Now, this brother was on the ground, you know, and he was demonstrating along with his comrades carrying open arms, you know what I'm saying? So I want to get his testimonial about what that experience was all about. So call it from the 202-600, 202 you and yours. Black Power, Black Power, how y'all doing tonight? Black Power. Black Power. All is well. Brother, please introduce yourself to the um, the panel, of course, to the listening audience. Okay, I, I definitely will. What I do like to do because of my title given to me by the people. Um, I do have um, my National Minister of Social Media Affairs and um, two uh, min- National Ministers of Defense that are on with me. Um, General Jamila, um, would you like to um, do the honors and introduce me to the people? Black Power. Black Power. Black Power. Black Power. Black Power. Okay, at this time, I'd like to go ahead and introduce to you the Chief General in Command with the Revolutionary Black Panther Party, Dr. Ali Muhammad. Thank and Black Power. Black Power. Thank you, General Jamil. You're welcome. Black Power. Yeah, so I was listening in um, very attentively um, to the statements that were made earlier. And I feel the people, you know, I, I, um, I feel the discontent. You know, we um, had our activity on Friday because the point was to set the tone. And the tone to set is the fact that, you know, we do a lot of marching and we do a lot of rallying and not disrespecting anything that we do because whatever efforts that can be made to to advance us to one place or another is it's great efforts. Even the stuff I just heard about the tour and everything, all of that is great. Whatever we can do and however we can do that to get to where we need to go. It's a very good thing. As far as our armed activity and our armed effort, I say that as long as you can arm black people, it's always a victory. It's always a victory to keep us in a position where we can protect and defend ourselves. Give me one. But moving right along, here's the situation and circumstances. The tone being set. The tone for Saturday was justice or else. Our actual gathering is coined the Armed Black People's March for Human Rights, Self-Defense, and Values of Black Life with the theme that stated if black lives matter, then defend it. Uh, with a people's plan of action, um, I'm going through the people's plan of action, uh, starting with, uh, let's say, 
number one in the people's plan of action. Uh, number one um, is to sustain and assure that black lives matter and is valuable and is worth living. But before I even get too deep on that on that issue, um, I usually, um, you always have to give credit where credit is due. So uh, just briefly, if I can do this respectfully, I want to quickly share about 30 seconds of Malcolm with you to deal with the tone of um, of my um, whole relevance to, and all of our collective relevance um, to um, the activities. Malcolm, what is your purpose here? Well, my purpose here is to remind the uh, African heads of the state that there are 22 million of us in America who are also of African descent. And to remind them also that we are the victims of uh, America's colonialism or American imperialism. And that our problem is not an American problem, it's a human problem. It's not a Negro problem, it's a problem of humanity. It's not a problem of civil rights, but a problem of human rights. And what do you hope for from your conference? Well, we hope to uh, bring pressure upon them. Well, rather, we hope to impress upon them the importance of their bringing pressure and world opinion upon the United States through some meaningful effort to solve our problem in America. We want them to help us get our problem before the United Nations and charge America with violating our human rights in the same way that South Africa is charged with violating the human rights of our people in that area. And what uh, sort of reaction have you been getting from the African leaders? Well, I've gotten a good reaction. Just briefly, just briefly, uh, for the most part, um, disseminating Malcolm. I know that when we talk about rights and all these things, um, some of the, the major reality is that we're not talking about the position of the enemy when it comes to rights. We know that the cracker by nature is not civil, and we know that they're not right, but we're talking about our rights. And um, in dealing with um, the purpose at hand with the Armed Human Rights March is that ever since our bondage on the plantation, we as a people have been captivated into a civil domestic paradigm as we were subordinated. 1866, they made black civil rights legal. Um, coming also with the 13th Amendment and the 14th Amendment and Reconstruction. And, of course, they took that away. Jim Crow and all other stuff came in. But the point is this. So we went on uh, our civil rights um, dynamic because it's all we knew. And our greatest greatness is when we armed the civil rights movement. Before we armed it, we were beaten in the head, people throwing rocks at us, blowing up buses and churches. But as soon as we armed it, we got respect. And that, and that was the power at hand. So, um, so moving right along with the Armed Human Rights Marches, it's a product of the Armed Human Rights Movement. And, Hold on. And the Armed Human Rights Movement. That... Give me one second, Doctor. I think somebody's phone uh, might be open. They don't know it. That's not me this time. Oh, that's not yours? No, that's not me. I got my phone on me, bro. All right. Go back on. Dog, you good? Okay. Yeah, right. how do you mute your phone? Huh? How do you how do you mute your phone? I'm trying to figure out. Or you just press you one, just press one and click your heel. Yeah, you just press the mute on it. Okay, Uncle's on some bullshit. All right, go ahead, bro. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know what, the, what that what that noise actually sound like. It was kind yeah, of, I'm, like, I'm like, what the hell does that sound like? Darth yeah, Vader or something? Yeah, it sound a little robotic. I don't know what it like. They <laughs> somebody got on the gas mask. But, but the point of what I was saying is that we had an arm march. 
for our human rights, and that's the position we're coming from. Um, the reason why we come from that position is the fact that we human beings, and we got to ask ourselves, are we a civil or are we a human? And I'm not saying civilian or civilized. I'm just using the term. And since we're humans, um, we deal with it in that way. And the global majority happens to be African people. And so and from the international community in that standpoint. So we had, we had a success. As long as you can set the tone for black people being armed, all of that is a victory. Um, the only issue is that a lot of people contacted us um, through the week, and they were disappointed at the fact that they didn't get to participate. So um, what we have done is we set a date for March the 26th, 2015. As everybody knows, it took us six months to get this permit that we got, and we ended up spending $7,000 on the permit um, and, and all the efforts that went all the efforts that went towards getting it done because we are talking about arms. And so they, they try to make it very difficult for black people to be armed. And so uh, March the 26th, 2016, uh, we will be doing a follow-up on Black People's March um, it's going to be at the same location at Gravelly Point Park, uh, 11 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. For those who were unable to participate in the first one, we give them that opportunity. Even though that was supposed to be a one-time thing to set the tone, as much feedback as we got from it and disappointment, um, we assure that um, we provide the people another outlet. Now, what we have started, we are the authors of the Armed Black People's Human Rights Movement, uh, which has never been done in history. There's never been an armed human rights movement, but uh, we have the armed black human rights movement. Um, with that, we're going throughout the country with armed freedom rides. Traditionally, the freedom rides went out with civil rights. People got beat up. Buses got blown up. We're not making that mistake with human rights, with black human rights. We're armed. So what we do um, in this effort, we go throughout the country. We gather up the people's tribunals. Uh, we What we have is we have an official case um, with the international criminal courts against people who've committed crimes against humanity, against African people in America. And basically what the tribunals is is to make sure as many people as possible can submit their experience so that so that all voices that we can have amongst African people be heard as far as the violation of our human rights and the crimes against humanity waged against us and the overall race war that's been waged against us. If I do have the um, the the time and the okay, uh, what I would like to do is um, go through some of the points of action and and people's tribunal objectives. Is that okay with the family? Is that okay? Like Bob? Indeed, indeed. Okay, very good. Okay, people's tribunal objectives is state to state, nationwide people's tri- tribunals for human rights violations and crimes against humanity, genocide, and ethnic cleansing against Black people which is people of African descent in America. Number two, formal charges for violation of international law, criminal law, the Geneva Convention, crimes against humanity, genocide and ethnic cleansing, and for racism, racial warfare, and race war that is waged against black people. We have no volition of our own. The color of our skin has been selected as our uniform. Objectives, to prosecute criminals and lawfully execute intentional homicide criminals. Number three, preparations for violations of international law, human rights, ethnic, racial cleansing, genocide, crimes against humanity, and overall human rights violations and the black African Holocaust and the actual recognition of the black African Holocaust. Number four, to end state-approved genocide 
ethnic cleansings by, by agents of the state, a.k.a. law enforcement in the United States of America. Number five, to end the 28-hour cycle of black extermination and state-sponsored terrorism by a state-sponsored agents and organizations dubbed as law enforcement, military, intelligence, investigators, and all the other foolishness that they came with, MH Chaos, COINTELPRO, Garden Plot, and all of that that continues. Number six, land, nationhood, nation-state sovereignty, military, and the birth of a black African nation-state with nuclear weaponry power as a result of our Holocaust, which we do have a lawful right to, just like Israel which some of us call, is it real? Number seven, exposing the traumatic black African Holocaust disorder as a result of the black African Holocaust. Number eight, resources, raw materials, technology, military, the declaration of the black African state. And then we go on to dealing with um, the other dynamics of our points to sustain, assure that black life matters and is valuable and is worth living to secure and demonstrate a human right to self-defense, to sustain and secure and proclaim our people's human rights to security against ethnic cleansing and racial extermination, uh, to end the assault to the reputation of millions of black men and women by decriminalizing the status that have been biasly based and inhumanely given via the U.S. domestic title, which is felon. Remove this status and render their human rights as human beings whose reputation is not to be infringed. Human beings who have a right to secure and defend themselves. You cannot secure and defend yourselves with a status such as felon in the U.S., which is humane, because you cannot own a gun to do so, uh, which is not only a violation of the human rights, but is also a violation of reflective constitutional rights and people's right to keep and bear arms. Seven. I mean, I'm sorry, um, in that sequence of 7B, actually, 7D, to actuate the end to the violation of black people's human rights to self-defense, to security, and to reflect the violation of their human rights in reference to safety and security, and again, dealing with that felon status. Um, going on to number eight, the people's political education. Um, to lawfully use fatal force and self-defense to secure their human rights to secu to be safe and secure in their dwellings or while in the society, and to know that we have a human right to use imminent to use fatal force if we are threatened by anyone, whether they wear badge or not. If the criminal is coming to unlawfully take our life, we can use fatal force against them. We have a human right to nine to educate the black community on all of their rights, their human rights to bear arms and the reflective constitutional rights. It's not a choice. You have a human right to arm yourself and defend yourself. And if you are born on earth, you are a human being. You have a right to preservation, self-preservation, self-defense. If you are born in America, there's a reflective right to bear arms, as we just mentioned. And a right is not a privilege. Part of your body and your existence. Next to educate black people about the full exercise and actualization of their human rights and to reflectively restore their human and constitutional rights to legally arm themselves uh, and to provide firearm safety training to every black home in America by the end of 2016. Num number 11, 
to end any human rights violation or legislation restriction ownership of firearms, to end gun restrictions in New York, Washington, D.C., New Jersey, and all other cities, counties, bureaus, states, and protectors of the United States of America, which such laws were designed to disarm black people. All human beings have a right to arm and secure themselves as reflective in their Second Amendment as well, in the U.S. Second Amendment getting close to my closing with these points. To provide both an open carry law in all states and a concealed carry law in each state, to end criminalization and disenfranchisement of black people, to end the crimes against humanity against us, and genocidal racial profiling, white racism, violent crime, and terrorism against the black community. Almost there. To provide security and safety in a safe environment for all black people to live in and to provide equal rights for black people, which include, but is not limited to the natural human right to arm and secure and defend oneself, which again is reflective in the constitutional rights that exist. And we only deal with constitutional and civil rights if it reflects human rights. A constitutional right is naturally to the person or is attached to one's birth as well as a human right, almost there. State-to-state state people's tribunals for human rights violations. And we go on to the point that we're dealing with technology and military. These aren't ideas. These are actual rights. We have a human right to every point I just mentioned. And the problem we have is our limited scope a lot of times. And what it is is that we can't see beyond the domestic paradigm. And so we limit ourselves a lot. But no other people in the world, when they go through their struggle, do they talk about their civil rights? Do they just keep doing marches over and over again without a conclusion? They have conclusions. Um, some of the conclusions are nation states for victims of genocide and crimes against humanity, which we are multifaceted to the point that we have a condition what I diagnose as the dramatic black African Holocaust disorder from a professional perspective, as a revolutionary black doctor, a black neurologist, but from a revolutionary perspective. And so we have to understand that our rights are natural to our person, standing behind, standing on our condition as a human being. And no one has the right to end or restrict our rights to exist as human beings. So that's not brief, but just a good um, breakdown of what our position is and what the armed black human rights movement um, for human rights, self-defense, and value of black life and the armed freedom rights. So this is a thing that the revolutionary Black Panther Party has authored as we'll be going from state to state with people's tribunals with those same objectives that I just mentioned. And again, um, you know, our march, as long as you can set the tone for black people to understand that they must be armed, it's a victory. And March of 26, 2016, we'll be at the same location um, and on a whole different level with the same exact thing. But right now we're doing our armed freedom rides throughout the country. So, bro, Indeed. what did you get from the Million Man March? What, what, being on the ground out there, what did you take from the whole experience? Well, you know, I was at the first Million Man March, and... At the first million, as a matter of fact, it was interesting that, um, and I'm not going to be disrespectful, so I'm not going to say how I almost felt to say it, but some people, um, uh, a brother who um, who's a journalist from the nation, 
um, contacted, um, you know, um, it was the Miami Herald and Miami Times, and they did an article for me about this monster just happened. So they put it in there. They said, um, Dr. Ali Muhammad, the general of the Revolutionary Black Panther Party, supports Justice Lowe else is in the paper. Um, and when he said it reminded him of a, a euphoric experience and all this other stuff. So let me just say this. On the ground, what did I get from it? I was at the first Million Man March, and when I was there, there were brothers who actually thought that who, that black people would be going to war that day. And there were brothers there. Um, at that time, I was doing a lot of work in Southern California uh, with um, brothers in the street tribes known as Bloods and Crips, uniting them. But also when I had my clinic out there, I hired them, which is one of the reasons why my clinic at that time I got shut down because uh, I was working on innovative treatments to get our people off of off of drugs, alternatively from the pharmaceuticals, again to the point of what, what it did for me. Well, first mm-hmm. of all, um, and it wasn't no different than what happened in 1995 before or after. Um, I would say um, I heard some of the statements that were made here, and I'll say this now, okay? There was a platform set up for people to get together and have unity. I, I could feel the people's discontent and disappointment because I'll be lying to myself if I said that I wasn't, even though I expected it. I was still disappointed and still discontent. But here's the situation. Um, as, I, as I heard here, and I'm just paraphrasing, you can utilize those situations like some slaves had to utilize the church. They might not, they, they might not have agreed with the platform of the church, but they used it to gather up with other like minds to plant revolts and rebellion you know, or to get us where we need to be. So sometimes it's like that, just like some black people join Masonic lodges like Prince Hall and all this other stuff that our people did. Um, some people had ulterior motives. Some people just felt it was the only outlet, like Martin Delaney joined the U.S. military and started the U.S. colored troops, as they called it, calling us colored, but I'm just saying he started that to arm us. So sometimes you can utilize platforms. And what did I get from it? Absolutely nothing. Um, except um, in the conclusion, to get some peanut butter and to get some navy beans and um, and some milk, so get a cow and get some milk and give it to mama, and I, that's really what I got. But even though Dr. Lila Africa told me that peanut butter, told all of us that peanut butter is brown sludge, you know, I went and got some organic non-GMO peanut butter and some sprouted sprouted bread, and I'm just trying to see um, if that's going to bring us closer to justice. So I will say that on it. I respect Minister Louis Farrakhan, but I understand um, what went down and how it went down and why it goes down. We're dealing with religious context. So if it's going to be religious context, I don't know what more our people are going to expect except for religious conclusion, to take the Jesus and re- replace Santa Claus and all this other stuff. That's what you're going to get. So if you're going to hear a religious minister say something to set a tone for something else, we already know what religion, not disrespecting the religion, but just saying we already know what the tone is for that. It's like going to the church or going to the mosque. You're only going to hear a chutzpah or a sermon, so um, expectations should be different. But I still was disappointed. The number one disappointment I had was seeing these goddamn crackers with all these damn um, big vending vans and giving our, uh, feeding our people garbage and poison, and they were all over the goddamn place. The number two mm-hmm. um, problem that I had was the fact that, because originally um, we were supposed, okay, I got a call from the beginning to be one of the speakers. This is what happened. When our people got together with, the nat- with my national internal security, it was, it was decided that I should not do it, and I am a 1,000% happy by those wise minds 
who made who made that decision, and we came to that conclusion because I'd be goddamn if um if I was to be a part of something like that. I'm not disrespecting nobody, but I'm just saying um it, it really bothered me and moved me in such a way to see these crackers out there. Um, the other thing is that in Miami, when the minister came and our local Miami chapter was doing um defeat the people there. There were some captains that in the nation that say, "Yo, you know, uh, they didn't want the people being fed free because they had some people out there selling food." So what happened is that one of the the national ministers of defense had to check, had to straight up check them, and we proceeded with what we did. So my point of saying that is this: you don't want us to feed our people non-GMO organic good food, but you had these goddamn peckerwoods and these goddamn long wagons feeding our people. I don't know what the hell they're feeding them. It's supposed to be a theme of black people saying justice or else, and you got crackers out there feeding our goddamn people. Who knows what they put in the food? They probably put all kind of goddamn toxins and poisons in the food to destroy our people. So I got absolutely goddamn nothing from it. But I will say that at the end of the day, I can't knock any of our efforts as a people to try and do something. So if it becomes a march where people just say they're going to, um, we should ideally buy a cow and, get some milk and get some peanut butter and bread, then, you know, it is what it is. If it becomes a march where we just, you know, do whatever we do, shut down streets, we throw rocks, we throw bricks, whatever it is, anything that could get our people together to get right, I'm not going to knock it. So I guess that's what I could say in response to that absolutely, positively, nothing is what I actually got. If you will allow me, though, because I'm a, I'm a very um, democratic brother, um, quickly, I do, um, if he's available, I do have um, my national spokesperson online with me. He'll tell you what he thought. He probably got more to say than me. If, if you quickly, though, if you would allow yeah. him to express himself. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. Okay. that's what we want, people to share their okay. experiences. Okay, Black Indeed. Power, General Shalane, are you there? Black Power, uh, Black, Black Power. Power, brother. Black Power, I'm here, Peace. brother. Yeah. Um, well, I'm with you. <laughs> that's what I got out of the march and the speech was uh, basically justice or else. So the problem was um, nobody could tell me what the or else was, you know, and I ain't never heard just plus my personal experience as a black man. You know, I I usually only hear crackers say, leave me alone or else, you know. So I don't know where he got the term justice or else from because uh, to me that, that was a joke because only people don't, said they had the individual thought of what it meant to them. And so if you destroy that individual thought, then whatever they thought was gone, there was no kind of collective thinking on what the R else was, you know. And um, it was never explained to the people what the justice or else eventually was going to be. That's the first thing. The second thing, like the brother said, it seemed like just an event to uh, – enrich the cracker and take resources from our community and give it back, give it to theirs as if they don't already have enough. You know, if we, if we have any other race or any other people have a, a meeting and a big march like that, you would not see any of us been vendors at their event. And if somehow we do slip in, we will not sell any product because they will refuse to buy it. But we we as a people tend to sit there. You got this brother allowing those crackers out there selling food to our people. You know, we don't know what they was doing to the food or what kind of food they sold. And then the people rush to their 
truck to buy to give their resources right back to the cracker that they're complaining about justice from. So again, they're sitting there laughing, saying justice, or else you're gonna buy our food, so we can arm ourselves even better. You know, so that's one thing. The second thing is, you know, we gotta wake our people up and let them know that um, black power is a powerful thing. You know, and it's, you should not fear to say it because I noticed there were some great brothers out there. We made a lot of great brothers and sisters out there, you know, and made some connections. But as well, there was uh, quite a number of people out there that were scared to say the word black power. You know, they have on a red, black, and green, you know, different kind of African garb, Kenta cloth, whatever you want to say. They walking around, they'll say justice or else. Justice, justice or else, and uh, no justice, no peace, hands up, don't shoot. They quick to say those kind of things. But when you say black power, they get scared, put their head down, scurry away, you know, looking around to see if any other cracker heard it, hoping no cracker heard the word black power so they don't be seen saying it, you know, things like that. And it's just getting ridiculous. Our people need to know what black power mean and what black power stand for and how powerful that is, you know, because white power is basically saying that they they conquer and they take it all. But black power is the essence is what's the original and the only power. They come from us. There's no crackers are not human in my book. They're mutants. And that's DNA scientifically proven, you know, so, when you say black power, that's the only power. And we need to know that as a people, that there's nothing wrong with saying black power. And uh, I can go on and on, but I'm not going to uh, continue from here. I'm just going to turn it back over to the chief general in charge and Indeed. let him continue. Black power. Black, yeah, power. black, black power. power. Peace. Black power. I do um, also, if you, if you would like, I have... Um, one of the um, National Minister of Defense, he's an HQ2 National Minister of Defense, um, General Lindsay. He was on the ground. And if you'd like his input, um, we can also have him um, respond as well. If he definitely yeah, has dope. something to add on, yeah. Okay, okay, Black Power. Um, General Lindsay, uh, would you like to weigh in on the question? Yes, yeah, Black Power, bro. Black Power. Black Power, you got to speak up a little too, um, General. We can't, we can't hear you too, but you got to speak up a little bit, General. Go ahead. Black Power, hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you great. Go ahead, General. Indeed. All right, yeah. Honestly, the way y'all feel, I didn't come up there for the march. You know, I came up there on a mission, you know, going out there as a recruit and seeing, you know, interacting with my people and everything, meeting new people. That's what I came up there for. You know, I ain't, I ain't didn't even too much really like the march like that at all, really. He was a Farrakhan, wasn't talking about nothing to me, you know. And he, he didn't move me at all. I don't, if he moved anybody else that was there, then <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with them. I, but I know a lot of people I've seen on Facebook and everything, they said they didn't really agree with what Farrakhan was saying because it was pretty much bull to me. So that's what I got to say about that. I, don't, I ain't really too much like it at all. Get some bread and give it to mama. What you say? Get some bean soup. I, I'm like, what is you talking about? He was having the munchies or something while he talking? Like, he talking about food. I don't hear him saying nothing about no justice or else. What, what justice or what? 
Them crackers, it's like them crackers had him scared or something. He had a bulletproof vest on, and he's still talking about some get some bread. He ain't saying nothing. He ain't talking about none of the killings that were going on in the community. He ain't talking about none of this gay agenda that's going on, all this faggot stuff they putting on the TVs, having the kids watching and everything, and all this, all this nonsense is going on by these crackers. He ain't saying nothing about that. So no, I, I honestly, I you know, I was really, I really thought that he was going to say something, you know. So I was really waiting. I was that's who I was really waiting to see. I was really ready to hear Farrakhan because we came to Miami. That was the real justice of his speech. Because when I thought up there, because the way he said when he came down here and he spoke, I thought he was going to go up to D.C. and say some fire. Like he would like get some. He need ten thousand men going to commute, go out. And crackers do something, you feel me? Like go around in the neighborhoods and start telling people like what you we, we should be doing, waking people. That's what I'm thinking he's gonna be talking about and everything. And and you know what I'm saying? And if crackers do something, then we're gonna we're gonna um handle our business. He ain't talk about Jack scared and he, I think them crackers paid for him to say that. Probably never know. I don't respect Phil Coon after he said what he was talking about. That's what I that's what I call him now. Because he ain't he, he don't move me. I ain't he ain't who I thought he was the way I feel. Cause that was my first time even I mean second time seeing him. You know, so I thought he was gonna say some fire, but I ain't fucking with him. That's that's my point. That's what I, my thoughts about the situation. Uh Black Bob, uh, Black Bob, uh, y'all need, if Black y'all need one more, I guess we could bring some my art to it if y'all like to and have General Jamila give her input uh, and her experience. Yes, indeed. You like. yes. Black Bob, yes, General Jamila. Black Bob, family, Black Power. Black so basically, um, Black Power, I'm going to of course, along the lines with you know, what my chief was saying and you know, the members of the I I feel the same way. You know, I, I had this discussion, you know, with them as well regarding the justice for else. The part I, I still cannot figure out what the hell the else is. You know, I mean, you know, you get your bean soup, your bread, get a cow, give it to my whatever, okay? And when we went out, you know, after the march and speaking with people and they started asking questions, you know, were you guys, you know, at the march, how did you feel about it? You know, I, I explained to them how I felt about it, but I also asked the question to people, how did they feel about it? And, you know, one female was saying that she want to go get some peanut butter and some bread. And I'm looking like, and, and what the hell are you going to do? Are you going to get something else out of it? I'm I'm so fucking lost, excuse my language, you know, and uh, like the MOD was saying, you know, when he came to Miami, it was very, it was powerful, you know, I, I felt it, it was things that was said that was, you know, for unity, and there were different things that was also said that I didn't like, but I won't touch on that, but I feel like this overall phone call and listening to you guys speaking also as well as my chief and the rest of, you know, the members here about the unity and putting everything together and seeing how he can bring all these people together in unity that can be done also, you know, in a different way, in a different method, and and we can all come together in unity. I like that, but it needs to be said in a way to where we are as a collective and people can understand 
what the hell is going on. Because, you know, when I, when I was out there and I see these dirty, nasty-ass trucks, you know, with these crackers on it, they look dingy. The fucking trucks look dingy. The food look dingy. You know, it's just nasty. And everybody walking around with Black Lives Matter on, and and then they got the Justice Elks on, and they all at a truck buying this nasty piece of shit. And and what kills my spirit is when, you know, and and when they came to Miami, I'ma just put it this way. And if anybody want to clean that up, any of my members, they can. But I'ma put it this way. We want to feed the people for free. You don't want us to feed the people for free because you want to make some money off of it. People out here hungry, you know what I'm saying? They come into the march, and if we have something to offer, why stop that? You understand what I'm saying? It's a bunch of bullshit. So it's things that's going on from inside, you know, looking inside and seeing it outside, and it's just a bunch of bullshit, and that's the way I see it And black power. Black power. Black power. Well, it definitely was good to hear um sister's point of view, you know. Um is there is any anybody calling in that disagrees with anything that we're we're saying? Is there anybody out there, you know, get on the line? Well, let me um uh, let me open up this line. Let me go to a call from the four oh four four nine two. Four 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 nine two peace. Peace, peace. What's good? Peace. Peace. What's good, my brother? How you? The What's up? What's peace. up? KT the arts degree in the building. How y'all doing tonight, man? All right. All is well. Oh man, yes, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Yeah, man. I just wanted to chime in. Chime in. Definitely second everything the brothers are saying. Sisters. Right now is really feeling what the sister said, you know, in regards to that food. That would have been that'd have been beautiful, man. Could you imagine an event of that magnitude where we actually feeding the people? <laughs> that the thought is so outlandish, who no one conceived of it, no one even thought about it. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah, and and the event, you know, in my opinion, um, you know, I definitely thought it was a beautiful event in respect that I was able to witness all my people together like that and have the epiphany dawn on me that, you know, we're supposed to have gatherings like this consistently. You know what I'm saying? Um, And, you know, everybody said it earlier tonight. I'm not, I know I'm not really going to say anything different than what's already being said, but I was there. So I'm just giving my take on it. But, but definitely that, that revelation coming that, um, we have the power to be able to bring the people together, not getting so caught up in um, what the agenda, the intent, what everybody else was on for that, but for the mere fact that the reality came to being that all of our people were there. And if if and I'm talking about me personally, if I was organized or the people that I represent was organized enough to benefit or utilize that opportunity, um, you know, it, it would have been breathtaking. It would have been grand, but that thought didn't really come until I was witnessing it, until I was there. Because the main conversation and the main energy was involved into, you know, um, you know, Farrakhan and what he's going to be on and what he's going to say and whether or not I'm going to support what 
his agenda, his intent is, rather than it being the fact that all my people are showing up and ready for instruction. You know, because that was my experience amongst all the people. They were all ready for instruction. As they came over to Red and Sa, and they were talking about their perspective, what they saw, what they felt, you know, that was a that was a constant denominator that we witnessed, you know what I'm saying? So um, I'm definitely for the the idea that y'all was speaking about earlier, you know, in regards to Harlem. You should just keep it real simple and call it a day in Harlem, you know, like the iconic uh, photo of, of all the jazz musicians back in the day, you know, where everybody so, show up, except this time we actually have um, things in place and things organized, something to actually give to the people, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, being, being able to see that many of our people in one spot like that, it it did a lot to me. And I know it did a lot to, to most people um, who were there. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of us are still uh, caught up um in in the in 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 what society is is doing to us psychologically what society is doing to us uh spiritually physically um and and yeah they got taken advantage of by making poor choices and bad decisions um during and after you know the gathering occurred um but like i said one thing i cannot take away is the fact that this is another instance in which all the people showed up because I keep hearing people say that I was at the last march, I was at the last march. So I'm like, this this brother then been able to sound the alarm, and we've been able to come together on more than one occasion. And no. um, you know, I, I guess it took three, it took, it, <laughs> you know, it took a few times for us to finally get it. Because yeah, it's not it's not his job, it's not no one man's job to be responsible to for our future. It's the fact that we've had the opportunity more than once to do something about it and have it. Um, but, you know, and me being part of it, this go-round and feeling the energy and the vibe, um, you know, I, I'm able to recognize it. And that, I mean, from from the moment we was there, that's all I was saying. You can ask Red, you can ask Sai, you can ask everybody that was in the room. I kept saying it. I was like, yo, did you see all the people? Did you see what they were on? Did you hear what the people were saying? Like, we need to really recognize this power that that we just got, this ambient energy that's just fluxing in and out of everybody around here, but no one is really consolidating. Can I can I pose a question to everybody here? I want to know, because um, I, I think we it is a lot of credit being given because he was able to gather the people, which, you know, all credit is, is due for him being able to do that. But do you think the people came thinking that they was going to get that fire? That's why they showed up? If he was to say, I'm doing it again next year, do you think people will come back? <laughs> well, 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 yeah, let me, let me, let me answer that real, let me answer that, or at least just give my opinion on that real quick. Um, I think I think that's 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 the issue that I had in regards to us even worrying whether or not that would happen. My my thought was on the fact that the people came and we were in that moment. Like the like the moment the moment is what hit me. It wasn't even about 
Farrakhan, and it wasn't about his word or the or or the action that he took in terms of him being able to do it. It was just the fact that all of our people were there. So because I was in a situation where all our people was present, my my main thought was then, okay, what do we do with this moment? And the moment the moment passed. So now my thought is, okay, I've been in a situation where I've been around a million of my people together and wasn't able to utilize and consolidate on the moment. So if that ever was to happen again, if I can mobilize, if I could be in a situation where my people are together again, that next time it would be best if I consolidate and really take advantage of the moment. So, in 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 carrying on with a lot of my brothers have been talking about this evening. That's the main dis that's the main discussion and and the focus now is to consolidate the moment to use the moment properly so that we can be we can mobilize and the people can benefit. Uh, General Jamila, if it's okay, the floor is open. You you um. You say you want to state something? Yeah, but yes, and I didn't mean to cut you off, sister. Sorry about okay. that. No, no, it's okay. It's okay because he had the floor, and you know, I, I just when you pose, you know, when you said the question, I'm just so ready to answer that. But basically, you know, the question was, you know, you said, do we think that people would show up in the same type of numbers and things of that nature, right? Well, yeah. in my opinion, mm-hmm. hell to the motherfucking no, excuse my language, but hell to the motherfucking no, because nobody still did not get their goddamn justice or else. I'm still waiting on the goddamn justice and the goddamn else. I don't understand. And it just pisses my goddamn soul off that people standing out there, you know, just doing shit, everybody leaving from the march, looking fucking um, like they just depressed. Cause ain't shit come out of it. People flying from all over the world with tickets paid and That's right. Yeah, can't find a hotel to stay in. You know, people scrambling all over the place, and Damn. and you know, like one of the, the the brothers was saying, you know, as Minister Celine, the spokesperson. You know, we, we, you know, after the march, we black power and everybody, and they just looking like they're embarrassed and ashamed. It just, I don't know, it just killed my spirit. And and I just want to say black power. But I have the spokesman uh, right here that wanted to also, because he's right here with me, he wanted to also, uh, you know, address that question, if you guys don't mind. Indeed. Please. Yeah, black power. I, I believe, you know, it's very, very well, may be possible. The brother did it several times. He may be able to gather the people again. But what is he going to do? I mean, we can gather a billion times. I mean, if 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 we don't understand the difference between war and warfare, they don't give a damn about you gathering. I mean, they gather in Iraq. It's just easy to blow the motherfuckers up, just straight up. You know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta do more than gather, man. You can't gather the people over and over. You know, you can kumbaya, get beat with rocks. They gathered with the riots, you know. And and if nothing become of it, and nothing become of it. If you go gather again and you sell your products and the people get 
all happy, and you bring up, oh, Jesus gonna save us, kumbaya. They feel good for a couple of days because they reactionary, and when that feeling go away, they realize they go back to work, and then the brothers continue to get murked on the street by the cops every day with no rights, and they felt good for a couple of days. Feeling good for a couple of days is not gonna help anybody. You know, it's not. It's not. You know, like uh, one of the, our brothers said, brother Talib. It's not that hard. You know, it's a war going on. They're killing us every day in the street. You know, coming together and kumbaya is not part of what we need right now. He can gather the people, great. You know, but I'm not saying. I'm just saying he can do something with those people he gathered. I'm not telling him to gather people and start killing people, but do more than just gather the people, sell some products, give the money back to the crackers to arm them. You know, that's that's warfare against us. You know, that's the first thing of warfare is to attack financially. And when you sell products to the cracker, they just helping them buy more guns. I mean, if that makes you feel good, then it makes you feel good. But it don't make me feel good because, I'm a warrior, and I know the difference between war and warfare. And me feeling kumbaya moment for a couple of days is not going to help nothing. It's not going to stop my brother from getting killed tomorrow. You know, we need to gather, and we need to know. We need to arm ourselves and train ourselves. That's what's going to back them up. It did it before, and it'll do it again. And that's the only thing these crackers see. These crackers don't march. When they they blew up 9-11, they don't march. People need to recognize that. They don't march. Ask them. Ask them what will happen if, if we start killing them. How they going to kick in your door and drag you? Black power, brother. Black, Black power. power. I want to say... Somebody started talking, and what happened? Yeah, and it went out. Went out. Okay. Blue, is it almost time for you to close out? Blue, red? Peace, yeah. Yeah, is it almost time for y'all to close out? We got about six minutes remaining to the live stream, and then we go past the live stream. We'll probably have another half an hour to an hour. I still got hands up in the call queue. I wanted to let some of the callers, yeah, you know, also get in on the conversation. All right, yeah. so let me go to the yep. first caller. This will be caller from the eight. Blue, hold on. Yeah. Before the before the live stream cuts, so we got announcements to make. Let's keep that in mind. All right. Well, let's do that. Try to go ahead and make do that announcements. Now, yeah. yeah. Let's tell let's the people the call-in number. Hold on one second. If you're listening on your computer and you want to continue on the phone, you call into three four seven six thirty seven twenty one thirty five. That's three four seven six three seven. Two one three five. You have about five minutes left. Please continue. Indeed, family. Um, first and foremost, the show is sponsored by Kings County Clothing. That's kingscounty.bigcartel.com. Um, yeah. We got the new collection on deck, the King Tut concert hoodies, and the Garvey collection is on its way, so check us out. Um, tomorrow I'm going to be on our brother, uh, DK, DTK, do the knowledge radio. Shout out to my peoples 
uh, YG Priest, all the family out there at Tacoma, Washington, you know, talking about uh, we'll be on that show tomorrow at 3 p.m. Pacific. So what time is that, Eastern? Five? I don't Six. know. I'm, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Three hours. Three hours. Right. Three hours. No doubt. So, due to knowledge, radio. Call the seven one three nine five five zero seven zero seven. The topic is black economics and commerce exposed. Brother Redfield, tomorrow on due to knowledge radio. Um, you got anything that you want to tell them, Blue? We got to announce the STEAM conference. Family is in the Midwest. Yes. And in Detroit, Chicago, uh, Ohio. Wherever, anywhere, yeah, Ohio, especially in that region. The whole country. The whole country. All roads lead to Detroit. November 21st. Yes. November 21st. Come and make history. Come and make history with history makers. You know what I mean? Not Mr. Reese. Yeah, yeah. Who's on the, tell them who's on the bill. This is a monumental right, so bill right here, family. This is the STEAMS conference, family. This is the science, technology, economics, engineering, art, astrology, anthropology, mathematics conference. All right. Strategy. This is going to be, indeed, all right, this is going to be Inclusive of the General Sarah Sutton Seti, all right? We're going to have a red and a blue pill, Divine Prospect, Minister Inky, uh, Brother Ngozi, Katie the Arts Degree, all right? Of course, we're going to have a Brother Sardinetta Studios and House of Consciousness in the building. In the building. And, um, yeah, am I leaving anyone out? Nah, I believe that's uh, it. I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. Yeah, 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 Everyone with a phone line open. Hello? 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 My power, 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 my power